So this is No Soul, episode 42. We're here again. It's the East, East, East connection. We got our man Zern in for our boy Frank. Frank is on, on assignment doing some groundwork for uh, WrestleMania, some WrestleMania uh, groundwork out there in L.A. We're on the roads to WrestleMania, but we're joined by Zern, our guy, our man from way back when. We're going to be talking about <clears throat> our memorable... Well, memorable, greatest WrestleMania moments. We might throw a few favorite in there. Um, just kind of go with the theme. We're on the road to WrestleMania. So we wanted to talk all about some of the most memorable moments from all the years. We'll bounce around a little bit. Um, real quick, I wanted to just mention last week we talked about WrestleMania 18. We covered that in its entirety. That was a fun show. We all gushed over the Hogan rock match, rightfully so. Zern. You provided your ratings. What stands out? I want to ask you real quick. On that show, what stands out besides Hogan and Rock? If it's like uh, one other thing that you would probably go back and tell people to rewatch. Hands down, Taker, Flair. Hands down, Taker and Flair. Yeah. I mean, if I had one match to watch 10 times over, it would be Taker Flair, even though I rated the Hogan match higher, if it makes sense. But if you gave me one match to watch 10 times over and over and over again, it would be Taker Flair. Nice. So, I think yeah, we're with, yeah, yeah. we're with you on that. We we and rated right that pretty that, high. Right behind that, when and when Christian did the little uh, slam to win that belt in back backstage was at the Maui. <laughs> that popped me. <laughs> that popped me too. That was the best. Duke. Yeah, we went over the Flair Taker match, um, and I guess we would agree. Yeah, that's your that's your wheelhouse, though. For- yeah, I mean, like we talked about, we talk about it all the time. Really, it's all about like what you like. You know, like pro wrestling can be all different things but like for i think i don't want to speak for you guys but for us we like storytelling and i Mm -hmm. think that that as much as that rock and hogan match also told a story um i can see why zern would want to watch the flare the flare taker um it's violent you know like it's hard hitting you know i would probably go with rock hogan over that Mm -hmm. um just because I love the energy of the crowd. I love how they play off the crowd. Um, but yeah, both matches were awesome. I was I was happy to rewatch it just for those, honestly. I had fond memories of them, but I think I liked them even more upon rewatching them. Yeah, I'm glad that we did that one because I was telling mm-hmm. you guys in a group that uh, I was like dreading watching that one, mm-hmm. but it exceeded my, you know, my low hopes. Real quick, um, I want to, Ed chimed in as well. And uh, he obviously, like all of us, loved the uh, match with uh, Hogan Rock and Flair and Taker. But he he was high on Kurt Angle and Kane, which we were too, Duke, you, me, and Frank. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Which uh, and then Zern, you as well, but not as high as us. Nah. So why why why? I, I critiqued it a little too much. I think there's a lot of botches in there, little mini botches. Mm. Um, just my eyes seen a lot in that match. Um. It was a good match. It wasn't bad at all, but there's a lot of you know a lot of botches in there, little mini botches. Um, that's why I mean I graded it on WrestleMania level for sure. Everything that's was. That's point. why everything was. That's why uh Booker T match was lower. You guys rated higher. You guys rated everything basically higher than I did, but I had it at that level. It's not to say I didn't enjoy it, and you know Kurt's my buddy, but yeah, yeah, I, cu- I couldn't do it in that one. I'm not a huge yeah. Kane fan, but yeah, um. Yeah, the yeah. WrestleMania scale is a good way to put it. Like we're grading on a a high, like a higher, um, what would you say, 
uh, expectancy or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Like we want to yeah. see the most, the best out of WrestleMania. Yeah, I mean, sure. I think that's fair too. Like, you know, like they tell us it's the showcase of the immortals. It's the show that, you know, we wait for all year long. It's their Super Bowl, et cetera. So like, I think that's fair. I don't think we're being like unfair when we, um, when we grade the matches and, uh, you know, Kurt to get that match out of Kane, like it really is a testament to Kurt because like name a great Kane match, you know, like, yeah, I don't know that you can, I don't know that he's ever had a great match, like a great, great moment, match. Sure. But like great match, like, I don't know. I don't you think, think of any that. Mike? Nah, he's on my list today, but memorable, nothing great yep. though. I yep. mean, okay. I mean, it's, there's a couple, I think there's two memorable ones on here from him, but I mean, nothing, mm. nothing's great. And like I said, like Duke said it best when he said this, that was a rolling match when, when we were texting and I had yeah. finished everything off. He goes, I feel like so far it's all been rolling matches. Mm-hmm. Um, and when yeah. he was at to a certain point, I think I forget where he was at it. He wasn't obviously at a uh, taker yet, but, uh, yeah, yeah I think so, that was I mean, when he said that for, um, like Christian and DDP, it'd be great. Like on a raw or something like that. But for WrestleMania, it was mostly about the builds, too, I think, with some of those matches. At WrestleMania yeah, 18. the lack of build and like, I don't know, man. I just felt like there was like a lot of weird bookings, you know, like. Like I said, you have Christian and Edge in Canada, like I know they were trying to get them away from each other, but like you don't think yeah. that's going to pop the Canadian crowd, you know, like mm-hmm. a, a ladder match or, you know something you know what i mean like it was just everything felt like edge and booker t like what you know like <laughs> very like it just felt very random to me well bruce pritchard did they they did that show i think about 11 months ago but it replayed mm-hmm. and um they said you know conrad said the same thing these guys don't make sense he goes exactly they're opposites this is why we did this kane and angle um rvd uh-huh. and it's not meant to be crisp i don't want it to be crisp it was supposed to be sloppy uh, you know, uh, RBD sound. versus Regal, so, but he's probably <laughs> almost sounds like a cover up, right? <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, because why would you want to have Duke was brilliant? Why wouldn't you want to have Edge versus Christian? Yeah, I mean, come on now, a, a heel yeah. Christian versus Edge. I mean, come on now, yeah. that we you move know some of these real. pieces around. Um, honestly, like DDP and The Rock could have had a match while Austin fought Hogan if they built it up correctly. Mm-hmm. Anybody better, yeah. I mean, I'm a huge Christian fan, I do not like DDP, and that whole angle is. Mm-hmm. Horrible. Wait, you don't like DDP yeah. historically? No, no, I do not. I mean, him and Savage. If you had, if I had to rewatch everything, it would just be him and Savage, and that's it. I want to get into the topics, you know, for this week because we're going to do WrestleMania moments, memorable, greatest, some favorites in here. <clears throat> but um, we are on the road to WrestleMania this year, and we're going to be covering, you know, kind of the breakdown of the card next week and all that good stuff. But I want to ask you guys right before we get into our topic for this week. I'm going. This is the first time in 20 years. I told you that earlier, Duke, that I'm going. And I was debating, do I go to night one or night two? Well, definitely night two, but do I go to both? I want to mm. ask you, um, does night one main event count as a guy main evented a WrestleMania? Like if Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn do the tag mm. thing this year, last year he did a night one versus Austin, KO did. So is he like a two-time WrestleMania main event guy? Well, it's going to be Flair. You know, it's going to be Charlotte doing that. It's going to be a woman's match for sure. I think so. 100%. 100%. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got to do it. I think they do that almost every year. It's a woman's 
women's match. What was last year? Uh, last year was KO. KO in Austin. Yeah. Right. But if yeah, you go before year. that, historically, I think the averages are more for the women. Rightfully so. Like, let them both have, and especially when you got Charlotte Flair there. So I, I think the, the money's on her main event. But um, hmm. do I count it? No. I don't no? count it. No. No. Oh. I don't know. Okay. No. I just, there's one main event. Just like I got all these double, triple main event things. Yeah. I don't see that. There's only one that I do is I think WrestleMania 8, Flair, Savage, Sid, Hogan. That's that's an example of something I, I think like a both double end, main event. I, I, I consider that legit, but not hmm. this. I don't consider this a, a, a double main event, no. I was just curious. Um, do, do you agree? Or like, does that night one main event count as like a main for you? Does it count as like a, a main event or a WrestleMania main eventer? I mean, no, I, I'm not big on the double, the two night WrestleManias. I, I really, I really dislike it actually. Like it just feels once again, like participate, participate, little, little participation. Easy for you to say. Yeah. yeah. Easy for me to say. Like everybody gets to be on WrestleMania and everybody gets their money and that's great. But like best of the best, that's what WrestleMania should be. In my opinion, I don't need Agreed. two nights. And would it, you rather it have it. would you rather have uh instead of being what's it eight hours total <laughs> yeah well both nights would you rather have it just one night and six hours then no i'd rather it just be fucking Old the guys and hours. girls well the people that belong on wrestlemania yeah belong on wrestlemania instead of just you know they're filling shit in now like there's a wrestlemania showcase tag team yeah i saw that now like what for what you know mm. You're doing that because you're trying to fill time, isn't that? Aren't you working against yourself? You know, right. like, why do make two sense. nights? Yeah. And then fill it out with garbage. You have who should be on WrestleMania on WrestleMania. Mm hmm. Well, we remember, guys, we'll get rem a bunch of garbage matches that we won't remember. But they're making that house twice, so it's smart for them to do it, right? Sure. I mean, yeah. sure. What, uh, who am I to tell the WWE anything, right? How to run the business, right? Yeah. Well, well, you guys remember WrestleMania 2. It was like the Nassau Coliseum, Rosemont, L.A. Mm -hmm. Memorial Sports. Mm -hmm. So three different areas. Would the main event, though, be Bundy versus Hogan? Steel Cage, no debates, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Hands down. Okay. I was just like, because I know Mr. T fought Piper in a boxing match. And that would be like your main event if you're at the <laughs> Nassau Coliseum. But, um, yeah, it's getting weird. The two nights is weird. I'm going to go to night two, but that's what I decided on. But, um. Well, that's all in all, Cody will be winning, fulfilling his destiny. So that's good. Exactly. That's my mission anyway, to see Cody fulfill his destiny. Um, so that's going to be next week. We're going to get into the WrestleMania preview. Maybe we'll talk a little East AEW, some current stuff for perhaps, but um, follow, subscribe, you know, continue to do that stuff. We do appreciate it. Instagram and all that good stuff. But for this week, we do want to talk about WrestleMania moments, the greatest, the most memorable our favorite and i want to start if you guys don't mind i'll kick it to you i want to start though pretty easy pretty simple the birth of the spectacle the birth of wrestlemania and for me my first moment as silly as it is is vince's introduction his I, yep welcome <laughs> to wrestlemania that's yep. what i got i don't know how much we could talk about it but do you guys you could hear it in your head right absolutely absolutely yep and that reminds me of when we were at 20. Remember, they did the little intro with this uh, Shane and the what was his son or daughter in the, in the big screen where it all mm -hmm. begins again. That kind of mm -hmm. had that little like and they, and they played before that. They played WrestleMania one, Vince saying it. And then they led into I think they might even had a wreath in and they led into 
Shane, Vince, and um, the, whatever I think Shane's kid, but baby boy at the time, right? Right. Um, that was a, that was being there. That was a moment too. I mean, maybe on TV it didn't seem like nothing, but it, it felt good being there and watching that just because they let in with it with uh from the very beginning. What you're talking yeah, dude, about. So does that does that pop in your head? Like you could hear. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, I I you know when we were talking about doing this, I went through and you know put some moments down because of the broadcast journals that I am, and <laughs> that was definitely like number one on my list. Well, oh, um, wow. to wrestle at 100%. Beautiful. Uh, for my list. Yeah, for anybody like that doesn't know, WrestleMania being the concept of Vince, it, it, like to add in the celebrity and the glitz and the glamour and, you know, the Mr. T and the Rockettes, you know, I don't have to go down the list, but um, the spectacle is kind of what popped in my mind first. Okay, what's the first moment I think of is the spectacle of it all. We talked about it before on the show, Duke, like as kids <clears throat> seeing the uh, VHSs in the stores, <laughs> you know, West Coast video or whatever, and how big of the pullout, you know, it was like a, it just felt like endless. Remember, that's what we said, how WrestleMania 4, I think we were talking about, felt yeah, like it was uh, 10 hours, but yeah, you, I don't know if it, what is it? Maybe it's three and a half, right? Is it even long? Yeah, it's it's four hours. Yeah, Is it four? It okay. actually has it on the, uh, it might be 350, you know, they, you know, they fudge it a little. I think it was like 356 or something like that, yeah, but about four hours. That's what they advertise it as. <clears throat> Yeah, so I had that like for the first thought uh, thing I could think of the birth of the spectacle, basically Vince's introduction, and I count it as a moment because it's timeless, and maybe hopefully I'm actually all for Vince doing the introduction one more time at WrestleMania before he kicks you know the bucket, you Absolutely. know that's so that's my selfish desire, even though people aren't Team Vince anymore. But what do you guys have? You can bounce around here. Anybody that wants to jump in for moments, anything you could think of memorable, greatest, we want to at least bounce around and just kind of talk. We want to cover the um, whole scale of all the WrestleManias if we can. So what do you guys got? I'll kick it to you, Zern. Um, just to follow your lead there, uh, not, this is not a match, but uh, Gorilla Monsoon at WrestleMania 15. It was two months before he died. Very sad moment when he was uh, a brought the, what was it, the, the brawl for all. And yes. he was there at the time, real skinny and frail. It wasn't a good moment, mm. but it was a memorable moment for me. I'll always remember that. Very, very sad. Mm. And he passed away, what, two, three months later, right? So very sad That's... moment, but I'll, I'll never I'll never forget that. I mean, not not wrestling related, but outside, just like to follow your lead. So, Well, no, it's, it, it, it's a good one because what's interesting is like, I was at that WrestleMania. Duke, you were as well, right? Yep. And Sir, we're we, gorilla. Were you there, sir? No, I was not. I was, oh, you didn't uh, go to 15? No, the only WrestleMania oh, okay. I've been to is uh, 20. Oh, okay. 20. Yeah. But I remember being at 15 and uh, seeing Gorilla and, and you know, wherever my seat was, I was like trying to squint to see how he looked in person because it had been like startling to see him like drop the weight. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it's a morbid one to bring up the moment, but it's actually, <laughs> honestly, it's a good one because like we're, that's the we're, last. We're coming in hot. <laughs> yeah. Stern's bringing that. Um, this is what I bring. Well, <laughs> the House of Black is here. I mean, sir, my friend. dad died. My dad died when I was six. You want to talk about that? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Let's go. Adam Sandler right here. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think, though, the whole thing with Gorilla's last moment, we're all such Gorilla fans. And, like, it's cool that he got to do that. <clears throat> I don't know why it was the brawl for all, you know. But um, he went from great commentator, well, great wrestler, commentator, commissioner, slash president, to uh i guess ambassador whatever he was at the end there but 
we all loved Gorilla. So seeing him, you know, one last time in person for us, Duke, is cool at least. Yeah. You guys oh, were yeah, lucky to sure. see that. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Duke, what do you think of what WrestleMania moments? Well, I I'm with you. Um, I actually when I was going through like I was going through year by year, you know, you look back and you try to remember like memorable moments. And of course, like Vince, <clears throat> that like that started the whole thing, you know, so like and I always liked that, you know, showmanship of Vince, that yuckety, you know, voice that he would put on and stuff like that. So that was number one on my list. Um, As far as um, <clears throat> I'll go with like my first wrestlemania um memory i guess um it was wrestlemania 3 and i actually have a few memories from that one um number one the attendance when they announced it it was ninety three thousand people at the pontiac Mm -hmm. silverdome which was i mean that's unprecedented back then for you know anything a, a pro wrestling event yeah but i mean sure right like they didn't yeah. even get that you know they didn't have the the capacity to do that for a lions game because obviously you know the field was covered mm-hmm. and they had seats there so that always sticks out with me obviously probably the greatest match that i ever saw to that moment um <clears throat> macho man and ricky the dragon steamboat for the ic title mm-hmm. and then uh of course the Hogan Andre, just the spectacle of that, the big stare down with them. And then of course Hogan slamming Andre. That yeah. will always be like I think that's still in like the opening credits for WWE to this day. So yeah. WrestleMania Rightfully 3 was so. the yeah, that was the first one that I like watched live or a little bit after. So like that one definitely a lot of fond memories and that's what I think of, you know, when I think my first WrestleMania memory. I was going to ask you um, if you watched that live, either of you. I don't know. I don't think I watched that live, but I watched it after, like, you know, whenever I guess the VHS came out or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't think I watched it live, but I don't know for sure. The first one I remember seeing live was was five. Being there live, right? For sure, yeah, yep. Amazing. Well, you do bringing up Hogan slamming Andre, like, you know, that was kind of the pinnacle moment that I would either save to talk about or, you know, but you lumping in with three is fine because I want to mention Andre and Hogan though. And the slam heard around the world. We actually all joke about how Mike, you could talk about it. Like Kamala slamming Hogan or <laughs> Harley race slamming Hogan before Hogan. Andre, Andre. Uh, yeah. My bad. Slamming Andre. <clears throat> We get the point, but uh, talk about real quick, like why Hogan slam is more monumental in your, well, maybe not in your eyes, but in everyone else's eyes. <laughs> I think John said, you said it best, right? When I, when I sent you that Kamala video, it wasn't done in front of 930 people. It was done in front of 93,000 people. Mm-hmm. That's, that's number one, right? So mm-hmm. And the story, right? I mean, Andre ripping the cross off, and oh, that's I, that's, that's a moment. I dude. love that story so much, dude. It's great. It's just timeless, you know. When people talk about, and what's funny is, um, I just checked on this just out of sheer curiosity, but 
So WrestleMania held the record for largest crowd at the Pontiac Silverdome when they held, uh, you know, WrestleMania three at March of 1987. So six months later, the record was broken by a mass by Pope John Paul II held inside of Pontiac Silverdome. Wow. He, about he drew 93,682 people and broke the record of WrestleMania. Wow. And that still stands today. So Mania almost had the record. With one for the Pope. So the Pope, um, that stands as the largest indoor crowd ever still? For that Pontiac for Silverdome. That, okay, yeah. That venue, yes. Okay. The largest indoor ever, I'd have to do some real good research on that one. But, um, yeah. dude, I feel like, honestly, WrestleMania, <laughs> maybe 35, fill in the blank. They had over 100 in Dallas, I want to say maybe, yeah. or, or something recently, they drew over a yeah. hundred thousand. No, 000, they definitely did, yeah. Which is right. just insane, man. I don't even, it's just crazy. I when the like Hardys came back, I think it was like a hundred thousand or something. Was that in Texas? I might've made that up. I don't know. Okay. I mean, the pop certainly sounded like it. Right. That's what I mean. Yeah. That was crazy. Um, You know what? Let's talk about that real quick while while I brought it up. That was, you know, unintentional. But can we talk about one moment I had on my list, which is the Hardys returning at WrestleMania? Um, Mike, what WrestleMania was that? I watched it at your house. 33. Perfect. 33 and the New Day were hosting and they came out and introduced them. And I thought they were going to introduce themselves. Yeah. Here we go. (laughs) Here we go. And um, they didn't. And, you know, I'm not a Hardy Boys fan, but. I popped. Oh yeah, I, I'm a Matt fan, but not a Hardy Boys fan. But that yeah. was that was great. Yeah, was. I and popped. I was, was. I was. I was. I was. The, go ahead. I was more Dude. happy it wasn't New Day, too. Like they could. <laughs> it could have been almost anybody. I've been like great, yeah. but uh, yeah, absolutely. That was on my list as well. Yeah, it was definitely mm-hmm. a great moment. Opening, opening match. Yeah, and New Day did a good job of doing what they had to do there. To and that pop was insane. Were they in their gear, Duke? Their like wrestling gear, the New Day, to like even swerve you more? I don't remember. They were. I don't remember. They were. Were they? They were. Okay. Yeah, the trumpets, and I think they were doing that just to to play the game. You had to swerve yeah. anybody. They they can wrestle at any given time. Um, unlike the Miz, yeah. the, uh, the Miz will probably dress in a suit, but their gimmick was to. I, can you picture Big E in a suit? It just doesn't look right. So he was wearing <laughs> right. his uh, his gear. So his wrestling gear. It was uh yeah in Orlando, Florida, and. Yeah, the roof would have blew right off if they did have a roof. That was an outdoor stadium, and it was a ladder match, which fits their their you know whole mystique. And I remember watching that at Turns. I think that's the last mini we actually watched together. Oh, really? Which is crazy. You guys yeah. watched that together? Oh, yeah. I had um, I think I probably didn't go to to Zerns because I had people over. I don't remember exactly, but I had people at my place and my one buddy RP. We all, everybody that was there, we lost our our minds completely. Yeah. Um, nice. And remember, this was like right after Matt did the whole like broken Matt Hardy thing. So he was like white hot, you know, mm-hmm. like who would have thought that Vince would ever want Matt Hardy back of all people. But uh, I had a living room full of people and we all lost our minds. And my buddy rp who's not like a big wrestling fan was there like he just wanted to hang out and he was like oh my god i wish i knew what was happening because we were (laughs) like we were so excited like he said like oh man i wish i knew like who these guys were you know like he had no idea and he still like 
loved it because we were so like we all lost our minds that was awesome dude like and what yeah. a way to start the show right like exactly i'm probably top know, five like, return of all time yeah, like put me, at, at a, put me in a good mood you know there you go well that, that's i think cern and i might have watched it like on a delay that's why like we watched mm. we watched it was something where we were trying to avoid spoilers i believe so maybe we oh, were okay. just i was i was working or whatever it was maybe yeah. um but the thing is with that like that's i think Besides Punk returning lately, and of course, like Cody's return and some like maybe small little moments, that's the last moment I feel like, oh, wow, that made me kind of pop like a kid was the hard like, you know, because it's hard to do that when you're oh yeah this old, you know, and you're watching like wrestling all this time. The Hardy's return was a true feel good moment. Yep. And, um, you know, if anyone ever wants to hear a pop comparable to Steve Austin or you know, fill in the blanks who you think obviously the road wars, but like this pop is especially being a stadium outdoor. I can't believe like that had to have like reached some kind of crazy decibel level. It was nuts. Um, Zern, why don't you throw a moment out to us that you have on your list? I have uh, WrestleMania 12 HBK and um, Brett, two things from that match, him gliding down. Mm-hmm. And the stare down with uh, Jose, Lothario. There's like I believe like five or six guys in that ring. Gorilla, the, the grill was there. Uh, the referee Earl. obviously Arrow was in there. So it was like the stare. There was a stare down, rubbing the, the shoulders. It was like a big match feel <laughs> right there. So it was one two from him gliding down. That was crazy at the time, right? And and in the and the, the stare down. So that was that was a good way to to start that thing off. Well, that match deserves so much love, especially, you know, we're Sean and Brett fans here. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's like that hour long match isn't a moment because, you know, you can't call that a moment, but to show it love because it's weird. If you like say just the word WrestleMania, like that'll probably be one of the first things I think of kid me watching that match because it's just so important to me as a fan so i like that you kind of specified that stare down because it there's is actually like a, there's actually ahead, three not to cut you off but there's three in that movie and then him holding that belt afterwards and vince saying mm-hmm. in the back background the boy hill dream has been completed or whatever the, the phrase was mm-hmm. so technically there's three there had nothing to do with wrestling right none of them it was it was all before and um afterwards so very well done well, Frank isn't here to hate on Sean, so let me let me play uh, <laughs> Sean hater. Did you guys like the part when Sean told Brett to get the fuck out of the ring so he could pose with the oh, belt man. and pop some crocodile tears? And you guys like? That? I always wondered, like you know, even as a kid, I saw him yelling at Earl and cursing, and I'm like, why is he so mad? He just won the belt. Yeah, I was you know? confused with that. Very confused. It's just moody ass Sean <laughs> doing moody Sean bullshit. Oh, uh, okay. 100%. That's what, what? Sean being Sean. Sean yeah, being Sean. You, know, you let him off the hook. <laughs> you got to accept people for what they are, brother. Right. I let him off the hook. And I let him off. Can I um, switch it to another Sean moment real quick? And Duke, I yeah, promise. No, I'll let's let you... talk about Sean Michaels all night. That's, 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 <laughs> well, I know, honestly, I had one on my list that was next, and I might as well throw it out there. And it's not one that I choose to honestly remember fondly, but it is a moment. And I'm trying to also show love to the ones that um, are <laughs> synonymous with WrestleMania. This one, Mike Tyson, KO, and my boy HBK after the match. 
versus no. Steve Austin. Stone Cold Steve Austin versus HBK, WrestleMania 14. I There was no internet, but <laughs> I knew somehow. I'll blame the intuition or whatever, but I knew Sean was done after this. I just mm. was like, he's not, if he loses, he's done. And I felt that pit in my stomach and I'm watching the match. He loses, which broke my heart already. And then he got sent out by Tyson with a knockout punch post-match. Um, Mike Tyson's involvement in WrestleMania could be labeled a moment, but you guys watched that live, right? The 14 match. Yeah. And know what, John, I knew you then for sure because i remember you being like pro sean like 100 mm-hmm. percent. how would you have been 15 then so that's yeah what happens is um every year so wrestlemania 14 happens in april i turn 15 mm-hmm. in may in may so i am the age of mania when it happens and then i turn the next age if that makes sense i so, feel yeah, like i would have turned you 15 because you maybe were I met like, you right after that mania yeah perhaps. maybe i remember you being like no man i'm all about sean winning i was like oh really i was like i don't think so dude like 100 <laughs> sorry to burst i was pro sean now. as well yeah i was uh anti-austin yeah. at that point uh comparable wow. to what we were talking about hogan earlier right with the mm-hmm. whole it doesn't have to work type of thing loved him before but yeah i was 100 sean there but no no it wasn't happening so yeah you knew too <clears throat> like, like well, i knew did you know he, he was done it felt like it yeah it felt like mm-hmm. it had that feel i didn't watch it live because i was working but I remember watching the replay and um and yeah, I, I just had that feeling, man. Yeah, like it, he just didn't yeah, just didn't have a good feeling. But I had that on my list as well. That like I said, that Tyson punch was uh iconic. We'll talk about that, Tyson, because that's really the whole point of the moment is Tyson's uh makes the moment what it is. So like Tyson's involvement, because before he was supposed to be involved with the WWF when Buster Douglas knocked knocked him out, mm, yeah. it was gonna be Tyson. So they settled for Buster Douglas. Mm-hmm. Now they finally got Iron Mike. And you guys remember that uh, once he came on to Raw, it changed everything. So, you know, him being on a WrestleMania stage. You know what I didn't like about that, though, is the fast count. Him, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. When he, yeah. Right. Is there a knee for it? Because it's, yeah, he could have just did a slow count. I think it was just, I don't think he meant to do it. I think he was right. just, you know, I, I think he just know. messed up. Yeah. Duke, what do you got for, uh, give us one, you know, maybe, uh, that you think of as far as like greatest or, um, just something that, that maybe pops in your head when you think about WrestleMania moments. Um, let's see. I have a bunch. Let's try to piggyback off. Okay. So we're talking about WrestleMania 12. One for me, um, was always that Roddy Piper gold dust showdown. Um, because it was like, it was a match, but it was a backlot brawl. So I always thought of like, you know, when you talk about moments like gold dust, like hitting Piper with the car, like literally being hit by a car, like mm-hmm. that whole, you know, the chase and all that stuff. Like I always, I'd liked that a lot. Um, and that wasn't even supposed to be Piper. So for him to just be plugged in there and like have that sort of, I'll say match fight. You know, I always I always like that. So that's one moment that for me personally, I don't know if a lot of people would remember that, but I I certainly think of that for WrestleMania 12. Multiple so segments, of, too. Yep. I was going to mention that multiple segments. Do you prefer um, like when you think of the moment, do you prefer thinking of the end when they strip gold dust down and, you know, you see that well, or do you eliminate 100%. that from your mind? Yeah, I used to pause that like 
<laughs> really slow motion so i could get dude as a kid watching that your stuff yeah, being talking like, about what the fuck is this? <laughs> like... you're talking about the uh punches piper was throwing like i definitely believe that was legit but when i saw that I, oh yeah I, I didn't know what to think you know remember like gold dust was bleeding in the back of his head like mm-hmm. i feel like that's hard way man those guys were they were throwing they were throwing real fists in that I mean, to me, I certainly got that impression. I feel like, you know, I always remember Piper saying, I'm going to make a man out of you. Yes. And just, I don't know. I always like that match. I always think about that with WrestleMania 12. Zern, do you, because he, as Duke mentioned, that was going to be um, not Goldust or uh, not Piper, right? So it was going to be Razor and Goldust. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine, was it about, was it going to be a backlot brawl either way? Or was that like a, no, that was all Piper. I think I can't remember. I think that they brought his acting into it, and that's how it became into that. But they they compared them. If it was Razor, I don't think it would have been a backlog, bro. No. Yeah. Okay, because I was gonna say that wouldn't work as well, you know, with uh, Razor and Goldust. Piper just made everything look so good. Absolutely, like his acting. What do you have, uh, Zarin, on a another moment? Uh, let's see here. We can go with uh, next on my list here. It's not it's way far from that moment, but WrestleMania twenty. Uh, Trish turning mm, was a big mm. moment with me and going with Christian. Was it was a was a moment for me? Maybe not for many, but for me it was. I mean, that was mm-hmm. I love that feud. I love that everything about that. Uh, being there was amplified everything. So, do you remember what that match was <laughs> over? Um, I remember. Oh yeah, the kiss the bet. Yeah, over one Canadian dollar. Yeah. One, yeah, Canadian. <laughs> yeah, one Canadian dollar. That was a catchphrase of ours for many, many years. Yes. Yeah. One Canadian dollar. And um, yeah, Christian's gold. I mean, so and Trish turning <laughs> made it even that much better, right? So in my so eyes. So explain to the people that don't know what the bet was. So John, WrestleMania 20. Yeah. It was WrestleMania 20, Christian versus Chris Jericho, correct? Yep. And uh, Zern, you mentioned the one Canadian dollar. They bet each other who could uh, wine and dine Trish and close the deal. Mm-hmm. And whoever did so would get one dollar Canadian. Is that right? right? And, and Jericho was being a gentleman. He didn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. Being a baby face, Trish said, Christian's a scumbag. I'll be in your corner. And she turned it back. It was good. She liked it rough, man. Yeah. And that she was good. Remember that? Remember that? Yeah, remember that kiss was. I don't know if you guys remember that on the big screen. It was like, oh man, awkward. Uh, that's just an, yeah. Pulled her by her hair and yep, yeah. gave it to her. Yeah, so awkward Canadian style. That's the Christian, so Christian love in me and the Trish. I'm I've always been a Trish fan too, and Jericho. So just and being there live, it was just a. That's a good moment of WrestleMania 20, which we will mention again. I guarantee. Um, it's good. funny you bring that one up because. I look at it and Christian, you know, holds a WrestleMania victory over Chris Jericho. That's a pretty good feather in your cat, honestly. Absolutely. You know, um, that's a good one. I like that. I'm I'm going to throw out something that I hated and I still kind of hate. But mm. in retrospect, um, it's such a big moment. And I kind of think I've grown to like it just because it was unpredictable. And it's oh, WrestleMania. Don't you dare. WrestleMania 9. <laughs> oh. Post mat main event, Bret Hart loses to Yokozuna. Hulk Hogan comes in. Mr. Fuji starts to like antagonize Hogan and uh he challenges him on the spot. And Hogan wins the strap at the end of WrestleMania 9 because dude, no one predicted it. 
at least my child, like I didn't think that would ever happen in a million years as a kid watching it. But I think it's such a big moment because other than like money in the bank cash ins now, which I personally don't like, um, it's just silly to me. But like this was so impromptu and just out of left field. I think it deserves to be talked about as like a big WrestleMania moment in history. Hogan winning the title in a non-advertised match at the end of the show. I completely agree with you on that. But uh, I remember being in homeroom the next day and I didn't watch it. But uh, the kid sat in front of me, always had the, you know, he had the box. So he watched everything. And he told him, like, who won? Who won? And he said, uh, Hulk Hogan did. I'm like, dude, stop messing with me. Who won the belt? Yeah, you know I mean, like, he was going on and on. And he's, like, explaining how, like, I don't even know how I knew about this. The king of the ring and everything. I'm like, how do you, like, he was on the dirt sheets back then, I guess. You know I mean? It's on that um, Meltzer uh, newsletter. Meltzer's grand. He might so. have been, yeah. So um, that, I completely agree with you. It makes me sick. But, yeah, it's, it, I don't definitely don't like it but it was do you not like it do either of you guys no. not like it because it's like well so let me just say you wanted brett obviously you want brett to win but you want brett to hold up the title we go off the air bam that's the end of the show right has nothing to do with that i was a yoko guy so brett losing has nothing to do with that it's Hogan mm. sticking his nose into it and <laughs> winning and it was all sloppy it was just i don't know it, it was wasn't a second it was one exactly. second exactly it's just great it's like come on that's yoko like to me i was a yoko guy i know you guys aren't huge on yoko but i was a yoko guy and um for him to go out like that man i mean i know he got his retribution a couple months later and sent his uh behind pack in the wcw but um yeah it's dude, uh, dude you're a hulkamaniac so let me hear from the hulkamaniac because you also love brett but how do you feel no about i that? mean i i agree that it was it's for sure like when you talk about like wrestlemania moments that's yeah sure it's definitely a wrestlemania moment but like i didn't like it you know like i loved hulk um but I was kind of like, like I wanted him and Beefcake to win the tag team titles that day, you know, 100%, 100%. But you know what I mean? Like it didn't happen. I was ready for Hogan to do something else. And like Brett was my dude. Like, you know, I loved Brett and the Hart Foundation. So like I was never a Yoko guy. I felt like it was basically a year wasted. I don't want to mm -hmm. get too much into that, but I feel Ooh. like Brett being champion for a year like would have been way cooler than yokozuna holding it but anyway it's absolutely a moment um not one that i i guess like or dislike i guess i'm indifferent to it i just uh. felt like it was you know um hogan you know using his stroke to get the belt again you know and taking it mm. away from the guy that was most deserving of it brett mm. and yoko <laughs> yeah well see all right i mean we talked about it on the show a couple of times how yoko well we won't sidetrack too much here but how he was sort of a distraction during a time where you had macho man randy savage they still could have ran with it um so that's why we're a little bit probably less into the yoko run than you who i guess you were done with Mach, right you're like ah sit no, on the not sidelines at, not at all absolutely not but if it's gonna be yoko versus brett let him win right let Hogan mm. fight him at King of Ring like they did. Let him go. Let mm. Yoko have a year run. And then Brett do what he did at WrestleMania. How different would Yoko be with a year run mm. versus that interruption, right? So I don't know. No, if you know, I mean, I obviously would rather have seen Mach versus Bret Hart, but I'm just saying this is what we were given. So, and mm -hmm. I thought Yoko had a good gimmick at the time for that that moment in time. After that, it was, it got, you know, very bad after that. The year late, two years late, actually at WrestleMania 10, it was bad and it got worse at WrestleMania 11 and, and 12. Very yeah. bad. Mm. So, so what I'm thinking about is um, up until that point, they had never had a heel win 
in the main event of a WrestleMania. And I'm mm. racking my brain now trying to think the first time. Zern, do you Trip- remember? Triple H. Yeah, we were there at your that. house. In, in, in my house, yeah, in my basement. WrestleMania 2000. <laughs> yeah, yep. a party. Yep, so it took them 16 years to let the, a heel keep the belt. Yeah. Imagine that. Years. It was Triple H. <laughs> the GOAT. Um, so we're sitting here shooting the breeze. We're talking about WrestleMania moments. We're going all around, you know, the uh, from WrestleMania 1 all the way up until 38. There's a lot to cover, so obviously stay with us. We're bouncing around here. Duke, do you have one that you want to throw our way? WrestleMania moment? Yeah. When I was going through this, I went through like year by year and it got, I found for me, like as it, as I went through, like as the years got later, it was harder for me to find like moments that really like popped me. But one from WrestleMania 31 that certainly did was my man, one of my all time favorites. The Stinger making his Uh, WWE in-ring debut singles match against Sting's birthday today. Happy birthday, Stinger. Steve Borden listening. (laughs) Stinger's birthday You're so weak. You're so old. You're so whack. Sting shares a birthday with Sharon's son. So that's a Oh, happy birthday. What's Sharon's son's name? Matthew. Matthew, happy birthday. birthday, Many happy returns, buddy. Yes. Yeah. So Stinger, so you think of the, the match, right? And I was wondering, because I didn't want to depress well, no. you on this night. Before, no, you know? um, actually, I was going to say, like, as far as moments go, um, him just like his entrance was super cool. I don't know if you guys remember with like, oh, yeah, yeah, the whole like Japanese like band and like he came out in like this red coat um, mm-hmm. just and for me, being such a Sting fan, like seeing him finally, like, you know, I guess get to that like big stage, it it meant a lot to me as a Sting fan. Um, unfortunately, the match didn't go as it as it should have, in my opinion. But mm-hmm. I always remember like that moment for sure, like his entrance. Um, you know, like he showed up at Survivor Series the year before, and I literally. Like I'm I'm not on the internet or anything. So when he showed up, like I lost my mind. I had no no idea whatsoever that he was gonna come. So like to see him in a WWE ring was like almost surreal. And I was really like happy for him because I felt mm-hmm. like he deserved that like validation. No, that's a good one. And um you're just talking specifically about Sting's appearance, the entrance, just seeing him there, not so much the match, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't hate that match though either. Like I actually yeah. enjoy that match probably because I was just, you know, it was so cool to see him like in a WWE ring. It was like I don't know, and like you get I said, the NWO I... inclusion, even the nostalgia, yeah, sure. all up in, yeah, and like know? it didn't make any sense for them to help him, but sure, <laughs> like, but yeah, I mean that the entrance of him, like just that scene, I can like see it in my mind's eye, and like I always remember that. Yeah. You know, that was eight years ago already. Yeah, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. Zern, uh, what do you have for another moment if it doesn't have to be related to 31? But what do you actually have now? It, w- it was now he's talking about 31 and the moment that I disliked very much and is Rollins cashing in. Mm. You dislike like, that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm, you know, it's okay. Rollins beating Brock. Uh, I forget what WrestleMania that was. We talked about it before. 
when it was a one on one match, he beat oh, him. Oh, beat him Brock Lesnar in like a minute. Wasn't yeah, that like something. yeah, like two minutes? Yeah, yeah. It was like in two. It was actually the match lasted like eight, but it was like it was it was a such a short match. But anyway, this one right here, the cash in did not like it. No, at all. Mm. Well, we talked about the money in the bank, or I brought it up anyway, and how yeah. like um, I don't love the concept. There's just a guy carrying her in our briefcase. It's just silly. There's a contract. Mm. Why not just like you know carry the paper around? So I'm already like annoyed with the whole money in the bank thing. But then. I don't know. This is the only time it could ever really, I guess, shock you is the main event of WrestleMania. The guy comes in and does it. And it was pretty big deal for the time, you know, yeah. like he beat my number five guy done. of all time. <laughs> yeah, but you know, your number five guy of all time. Yeah. I just feel like, um, I don't know, man. That was Roman and Brock, right? Roman and Brock and he pinned Roman. Yep. Yeah. Brock didn't get yep. pinned, but, uh, but yeah, Roman did the job to him. But it's just, yeah, I don't know. I didn't like Brock so, losing his belt like that. I mean, so mm. Seth Rollins, he he cashed in mid match, became so, a triple threat match, yeah, which made mm. no sense to me whatsoever how they were allowed to do that. But you know, what I'm saying, yeah, and the logic, the logic, even I guess both guys were down. I haven't rewatched that match a lot, but it's like, why would Rollins come in with those two, you know, behemoths to to cash yeah. in? But yeah, it was uh, what they call it, the heist, the heist of the century when Rollins <laughs> did that. Um, people call it the greatest cash in it's definitely a moment and i'm not gonna bash it because i think you're you're right to mention it um it's just not one that i would consider on my favorites list but probably not you either right that was your boy no it's not my favorite just like you said with uh well you, you said you liked it but hogan doing that compared to that it's mm, definitely okay. memorable for sure especially it's, it's very if similar brock, if brock wasn't in it maybe i'm not feeling the same way but brock losing that belt for no you know no reason but that's the way to defeat brock to take it off him so he can go about doing his business is to have right. Ryan lose. So. Well, let me bring up um, something with Brock that pops into my mind and it's not the best moment because he's got <laughs> so many, but what's funny is WrestleMania 19 Brock Lesnar, this moment oh. it's, it's legendary because there's a couple reasons. Like, obviously I'm talking about Brock Lesnar doing a shooting star press in the middle of a match versus Kurt Angle he failed at hitting it. But the things I want to mention real quick is I think Zern and I, you knew probably Duke too, but like he actually could execute this really well so, in OVW. Mm -hmm. Like we saw yep. clips of him. And so we were like, oh, we hope he pulls out the shooting star. And he did. And then he crashed and fall and it was horrible. But what's incredible is like he got up and like didn't break his neck and die because it was one of the nastiest bumps. But um, it's a shame because like, one little thing like that can take a match going from like four stars, five stars, whatever, nine out of 10 and make it like, I don't really love that match. I think it's because mm -hmm. of that, that like that botch at the end, but well, I mean, he was literally knocked out. It's crazy. Like, yeah. So like, you know, how much can you, I'm sure they had to cut it short, you know, like that should have been, you know, you, you think about like in ring wise, you know, these guys are too, you know, one's a college, like highly decorated college wrestler. The other guys won a gold medal, you know, so you would think on paper, like they would go in and like have the greatest match of all time, you know, but like, unfortunately the guy busted his face and like, yeah. he was, I mean, you can watch the stuff afterwards of the match. Like he's out of it, dude. Like mm -hmm. there's nobody home. He's angry too, from all I've heard. Like guys like Pat Patterson or Gerald Briscoe, maybe were trying to like calm him down and tell him mm -hmm. to get a doctor attention. And he wanted yeah. to beat the shit out of Briscoe. He's just a, an animal. 
Zarin, yeah. that's your boy. So what'd you think when he f- crashed and fell? Yeah. And I thought that match was not good before that either. That was one of yeah. the biggest, if we had a biggest disappointment mania match, that, that'd be one of them. Like my expectations, mm. that match, even if that does, doesn't happen, I don't know. It wasn't good to begin with. Like I, I feel like even up to that point, it wasn't good. And we, I've seen that him do that at least 10 times. And you know, that's why we talked about that. And for him to crash and burn like that, um, yeah, that match a gets shame. a little overhyped saying it was great. Like if you some people in the uh, like they they overhyped that match a lot, but I, I think it's one of the biggest disappointment matches of all time. Yeah, for sure. I'm with you. Yep. And that's two of my guys, you know, two of my top ten guys mm-hmm. right there. But I'll tell it how it is. Yeah. So it was bad. Yeah, it works out that well, way sometimes. You're a broadcast journalist, Mike, and I respect that. You know, we gotta yeah. keep it real here. Appreciate that. Yeah, we're fans, but we're also broadcast journalists. Uh wannabe broadcast journalists. Like uh I wanna say, Duke, I'm gonna let you throw one out there or whoever wants to next. But since we're talking about WrestleMania 19, it's a quick one. But um, I'm not going to gush over the match between Sean and Jericho. I will I, if you want. Sure. You got the stage. <laughs> but I want to talk about a moment that stands out, like the, the low blow by Jericho after yep. the match. That's a mm-hmm. big one because yeah. it, it really actually did shock me. I thought he was going to be a good sport. And um, honestly, I don't know if I would have like – I, in retrospect, I wish he would have just shook his hand. I don't know. It's like I mean, we said that even in the moment. I think you know. Oh, okay. We wished. I think you and I talked about this like way back then. You know. Okay. Like you know, I get it. Like he's the heel, but it's like you know, enjoy that moment. Like in real life, like that's your dude. Like obviously, Jericho idolized Sean, so like. You know, I think that probably after the match, they had kind words like in real life. And yeah. I wish that we could have seen that, you know, more than like, you know, the typical heel bullshit, like low blow, but whatever. But yeah, that's definitely a moment. I agree with you. Jericho, I talked about that before. One of the reasons they did that, I don't know if you remember. I know, John, you remember they did a movie, WrestleMania 19 movie. So remember the cameras they had in there and all the lighting? That mm-hmm. match specifically is one of the highlights of the movie that they did. It was released mm-hmm. on one of the uh, one of the Blu-rays that they released. But um, that was the reason he did that mm. as a part of a climax to this movie that they were making, okay. right? Okay. So I don't agree I, with it. But if, you know, I remember that lighting and they did the, the whole entire yeah. – Everything was weird when we were watching. Like, why does it look cinematographic like this? Like, it looks really yeah. odd. But now afterwards we found out it was, it was taped for a – recorded like that on purpose but mm. they did a low blow for this that wasn't even released as a movie it was like a extras on some dv on a dvd that nobody's ever seen since it's not on the network or kind of silly but uh but no, he, that's he funny you bring that up yeah it was filmed with uh different style cameras like cinematic like you said and it was just very um like different looking and if that's why i mean sure that's cool um it was a teacher versus student angle between jericho and sean and i just thought like Maybe the student finally respecting the master would have been a fun little tie up, but he was mm-hmm. still an ungrateful little shit student <laughs> at the end of the day. Um, yeah. Zern, why don't you, uh, or either guy, I'm sorry, who, dude, you want to throw one our way? What do you got for a nice moment? I'm going to throw, I'm going to throw two your way. We're going to go back old school because, you know, I'm an old school wrestling fan. And yes, WrestleMania 4. We're going to go way back to WrestleMania 4. I got two for you guys, and you tell me if you remember this. Number one, there was a battle royal at that WrestleMania, and it was uh, it came down to three guys and Brett the Hitman Hart 
and that ingrate Bad News Brown made a deal. They were going to eliminate, you know, the last guy, and then they would celebrate together, maybe split the purse. Yeah. Bad News Brown, because he's a hoodlum, <laughs> ghetto blast Brett. He throws him out of the ring. He steals his trophy. So Bret Hart gets back in. He takes care of business, and he takes the trophy, <laughs> this giant battle royal trophy, and throws it out of the ring. And that's just something I always, you know, of course, I'm such a Bret Hart fan. Um, my memories of this WrestleMania revolve around my number one and number two of all time. Imagine that. <laughs> so that one, I don't know Save if that you one guys... For you. I What's saved that? it for you. I, I saved that one oh, for thanks. you. And then Bob Euchre uh, had a great quote after that. He goes, this is why I never <laughs> want to be in the running for MVP. And Jesse's like, oh, that's why. <laughs> that's great. What a, what a career 198 batting average. Yeah. So uh, no, that was an that's, epic moment. Yeah. That's yep. funny because like I was wondering if I'm just like I had that on my list and I'm thinking, oh, I'm a Brett Mark. Mm -hmm. uh, so is it really a moment that people think we're all Brett Marks? Zaren, do you think of that one? Yeah, it was opening card, um, opening match that was. It was a good battle royal, um, good commentary. And that right there was an epic. It was, it was the turn of that's what um, shot it up, brought up the stem. It was the start of it right there. Yep. And then, um, then they had their little uh, feud in the house shows after that. And, um, yeah, it was it was good. To me, it was. It was a moment for sure. Well, so, yeah, there, you... you know, I think that – sorry, John. I think okay. that, like, for old school fans, I think if you ask them, they'll probably remember that moment. You know, but it's our show and I can do what I want. Oh, damn straight. I was going to ask Zern, <laughs> though, um, because Duke, you and I talked about how the, uh, renting that double disc VHS was the greatest moment. Well, at least from my childhood oh, <laughs> up yeah, until that absolutely. point. Plant me in front of that. Zern, did you have the same vibe with WrestleMania 4? Oh, absolutely. That's number one. I can name that up and down. Um, my brother, that happens obviously in April and my brother's birthday was in September. And we got he got that for his birthday from Kmart. It was thirty nine ninety five. Oh wow! It said it right you on owned thing. that, and I still own it to this day. I found it. Wow. Uh, I found it, oh, and you know, oh, I'll sick. never. I got rid of every every one of my tapes except for that one because that that's, that's awesome. an epic, you know, epic piece. But uh, that's one of the WrestleMania four, WrestleMania four for better or worse. I can name up and down, mm -hmm. and if I have to watch WrestleMania from beginning to end, that's going to be it, just because it's nostalgic. Mm. Yeah, I mean, wow, yep. it's nostalgic. That's the like, one you would choose to pop on. I think so, just because it's nostalgic. Like I feel, like, you know, I mean. Just to pop it yeah. on. It's like watching, say you're walking to watch Say by the Bell or something like that. Be like, well, that mm -hmm. show stinks in 2023. But it, you know, that's what you watched as a kid when you're sick. And I watched that when I was sick as a kid, stayed home from school. Yes. And you well, know. you mentioned and the then, commentary too. It was very comforting to hear their voices, I think. Like honestly, like to hear Jesse and all that, you know, it's Euchre really, was uh, good. Euchre was good on it when their their little banter back and forth over uh Vanna, you know. And um, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that there's like I think there's something like to be said with that like as human beings like when you get older like and older and older i feel like people go back to like and they watch the stuff that they did like when they were younger it's a weird yeah. thing man like older people will watch like you know shows from the 60s and stuff like the reruns of like the game shows like on the game show network and like sanford and son and like mm -hmm. all that old school stuff like yep. old westerns and stuff i think there's something to be said for like like you mentioned maybe it's like a comfort thing like it is 100 so. you yeah. liked where you were in that time of your life or whatever yeah so that's yes. that's interesting for sure yeah, it was that and i really like, I'm sorry, I guys. feel like no, no, I was going to say I feel that way with that one specifically because uh, I remember where I was when I watched it the first time, which helps. Mm. 
but um i i, I want to let you guys talk about it like whatever's next on your wrestlemania 4 but mm-hmm. i want to say the mandela effect we talked about earlier the like misremembering shit mm-hmm. i maybe until i was 15 i finally figured it out but i thought brett won that battle royal for some mm. reason <laughs> i'm an idiot like but it makes no sense i thought it was bad news to smash yeah. the trophy Oh, okay. I was an idiot. I was an idiot. But what do you yeah. got? What do you? What's your other one from WrestleMania Four? So my other one, you know, obviously, like Mike mentioned, like you can watch that front to back if you're an old school wrestling fan. There's lots of like interesting matchups. There's a tournament which we never saw at WrestleMania. It was a first of its kind. But for me, you know, the Macho Man winning his first WWF title and hoisting Liz up on his shoulder. Like, that's always going to be, like, a moment for me that I always remember fondly. Like, that's how I like to remember them, you know, because, like, a lot of stuff happened between them. But, like, for that night, at least, I felt like that was, like, you know, the pinnacle of, like, Macho Man and Liz. And I was I was really happy for him. I was a big fan. Obviously, like, if you want to hear our top ten of all time, you can go back in the archives and listen to that. But... My number two all time, Macho Man Randy Savage. So to see him win that title was special to me. And he's also the holder of your favorite match of all time. Spoiler alert. If you guys want to check out uh, our favorite matches, uh, Mach gets a lot of love there. But that's a great one. Mach's crowning moment. Zern, I know you're high on that one. Uh, Since you love WrestleMania 4, you got to love the ending. Or were you rooting for somebody else in that tournament? Low key. No, it was definitely Savage 100%. And I was actually mad that the little little blemish on that match and him winning was Hogan interfering and putting the, the – the, why do you have to do that? You know what I mean? Like, I just didn't like that too much, even as a kid. I'm like, why did he have to come in here? Why couldn't Macho just beat Ted one-on-one? You know what I mean? Well, maybe but, uh, it's because there was a big giant outside and Hogan had to even yeah, the score. keeping Dre at bay, man. Come I don't on. know. But anyways, besides that, yeah, was, that, that was the perfect, uh, perfect ending. Yeah. It was amazing. Um, Zerm, what else do you got? Give me a moment maybe that stands out for you as one of the greatest or memorable from WrestleMania history. I have one uh, Taker versus Roman at the very end when Taker leaves his uh, gear in a ring. Mm. His his uh, hat, his gloves. His, uh, what mania his was that? Do you remember? <sighs> like John said, and after I'm going to say 34, 35, 34, 35, I think 34. It was him 34. That sounds Maybe about 35. right. Yeah, somewhere I'm. I'm not after 30. I lose lose track. Uh, 30, after 31, I lose track. I think it's it's probably 34. Yeah, I think you guys are right. It's my. Well, let's call it 34 for now. But um, yeah. the issue I have with that it, it is actually WrestleMania 33. So oh, it's 33, it 33 in Orlando, Florida. It's the same one where we mentioned the Hardys coming back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's the same one. Okay. So. The thing I have about that is like the so many stops and starts with Taker's like final kind of exit. I felt like uh, that one felt no build up, no nothing, no like real. Um, I guess I I didn't expect it, and when he did it, I just felt like ah, it's probably not it, and it turned out not to be it. But it it did feel right. like uh, I don't know, it, like that doesn't stand. I'm not like hating on your moment, but did like. Dude, it's not a great moment. It's, it's not a great moment. It's just something that I remember. And I don't remember the next night on Raw, which has nothing to do with the mania, but it was the mm-hmm. passing of the garden. And he's, this is my yard now type of thing. He mm-hmm. went on that whole entire gimmick. Yeah, um, that's true. But 
I could see that picture in my head when he did that and he walked off and I didn't and the see gloves it and the boots or whatever. Yeah. I there. didn't see it coming. So, you know what I mean? So it was an iconic moment to me. I'm not For saying sure. I love, I'm not saying I loved no. it, but yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, we talked about, are we talking about memorable? Are we talking about greatest, you know, yeah. like what we like and what is memorable or, you know, not always going to be the same thing. And that's definitely for sure. A memorable moment, you know, like, yeah, I'm not hating on it at all. I just, I think the reason I don't, it doesn't come to my mind right away is because of the great moment. And I'll just mention it now. Uh, the boneyard match, the, mm -hmm. whatever the final taker appearance, which you can call it a moment. You can call it a match you can call it a theater or whatever you want. But um, yep. the thing that AJ styles and him did at least the moment I'll mention from all that stuff is the um, the riding off into the night on the bike. It's back on his bike after this grueling, you know, battle between uh, him and then the gals and Anderson inter interfered. It was so cool. And uh, it was the perfect way for Taker to go, especially me as a Taker fan. The only thing I think was missing from that match. I just wish Kane would have emerged from somewhere mm -hmm. to even the score. Zaren yeah. shaking his head. No, you don't like that nah. idea. No, nah. you know, I'm not a Kane guy, but no, nah, I don't think, I think that was perfect. I didn't want uh, Gallows and uh, Anderson involved in that deal, but obviously that, yeah, it's their heel. So you got to do the three on one deal, but um, yeah. no, if Kane would have came out and beat up Luke Gallows and Anderson, that does nothing for me. So. Well, it just ties the story together. The bro coming out. And yeah, I thought it was perfect yeah, last for sure. And that's definitely much better than what I said, but it's just a, uh, one, I don't know one, I guess you, like you said, him riding off in this, into the sunset. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's good. That's why it's yeah, like, yeah. I don't think of the gloves, but it is a, a visual, the gloves and the, uh, was it his boots too? Or no, just the gloves? it was his gloves. It was like, I think it was his jacket, gloves, and then hat, and the hat. Like, yeah. all packed mm -hmm. together. Yeah. Um, only Cody mm -hmm. leaves his boot in the ring, man. Only Cody does that. That's right. Cody did that. <laughs> um, Duke, can I bring up one that we're going to all three have a story about because, it involves Taker while we're talking about the dead oh, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's Can talk. I bring it up? I'm pretty sure I've mentioned this on every episode so far. <laughs> well, so we got to yeah, mention get this one in there. Absolutely. Talk about shit we don't love. No, at least two of the three of us don't. Maybe one of us loves this. But uh, 21 and 1, the streak ended at WrestleMania 30. Undertaker goes down. Uh, shocking. I mean, it's a moment because, I mean, they even beat it, beat you over the head with it now with the guys' visuals and the reactions mm -hmm. in the crowd, which is cool. But um, we never thought we would see that, for, for sure, right? Like, flat out. Like, people that lived the, the streak like we did, like, we never thought Undertaker would lose. Um, and it happened. And I and I think I, I had all the life sucked out of me, man. And, <laughs> I know. Sorry, did you, you like it? No, I did not. Like, uh if he was going to lose, it shouldn't have been to Brock. Brock doesn't mm -hmm. need anything. I, I wouldn't even say Cena at the time. Like, they never had their match either. But at the time, would Cena have even made sense? Um, Not at all. You know what I mean? No, he should have just been. He, and then he goes on to lose to Roman, too, right? So now he's mm -hmm. whatever yeah. and two. Which I didn't have a problem with Roman at that time because he already lost the one time. But, like, and, and say Brock never happened and Roman would have did it, it would have been even worse. You know what I mean? So, no, it should have just been undefeated. You control the whole narrative, right? Why? It was silly to me. And I'm a Brock guy. It was just silly. Mm. What did he gain from it going the next night? Right. Nothing. Well, so. he became more invincible, if anything. Like, because I think Brock's arguably the greatest of all time in the WWE. Like, 
arguably, because what hasn't he done as far as dominance? And then, and then he put the feather in his hat with beating Taker. It was just another notch under his belt. But I don't know. It made him that much more dominant, I guess. I don't. I don't agree with it. Like I said, um, yeah. call it how it is. But it's. Yeah, I don't. I don't agree with it. Like I don't. I feel like that was Undertaker's thing. You know, like. He Absolutely. was never like he didn't win King of the Ring, like he didn't win a bunch of championships. Like I always felt like that was his thing, like the streak was his thing. And I'll never be okay with that ever. I'm never gonna be okay with him losing at WrestleMania because, like, you know, like like you mentioned, Mike, like if you're gonna do it, like give let somebody that needs it beat you. Like it did nothing for Brock. They got their shock for sure, you know, they got john boy crawling across mike's floor like a some sort of snail or like a snake, lizard lizard or something snake, something yeah, like that, yeah um you know and it's great it's funny when i think about it because i associate that with you know <laughs> taker losing the streak but like and by the way he had an awesome entrance i don't know if you guys remember like all the caskets were lined up with everybody's name and then he had one for brock and he looked at it and it opened up and it was super mm. cool and then at the end yeah man it was shocking for sure. And it's certainly a moment, but I'm never going to be okay with that. Yeah. Punk, no. if Punk would have did it, would you have been there? Yeah, I would have. Yeah, I, I, I don't think have. the Undertaker ever should have lost at WrestleMania. And that being said, I was cheering for Shawn Michaels against Undertaker <laughs> when it exactly. was heaven versus hell because that match was outstanding. And then right. they just did it again, you know, the next year. But I'll never be okay with him losing at WrestleMania because I felt like that was his legacy, you know? Right, it especially with all... Yeah, and it, like, I guess it doesn't tarnish his legacy, right? Like, we're still... We're never going to say, yeah. like, The Undertaker's not one of the greatest of all time, but I just felt like that was his thing. Especially if you, you say you beat Brock Lesnar, too, right? Because yeah. he, he didn't start off so hot with all his op opponents in the yeah, early I days. Yeah, for sure. Right, yeah. so he had some dogs there, and then... Yep. um. And he went on a streak. Uh, the streak money actually started with Flair, maybe. It Snuck went Flair, it. Triple H, and then Kane. And then, you know, it goes on. Well, then, then it was Mark Henry. Then it goes really up with Sean. Yeah, yeah. He, he went yeah. on another run. So he had a, he had you, a good you run You mean there. when they started, like, mentioning the streak? Is that no, not saying? so much. I just use the streak as a word. But what I'm trying oh, to say oh, is he oh, had okay. a streak of good WrestleMania matches, like opponents, mm -hmm. right? Oh, gotcha. Like yeah. Punk and minus Mark Henry. Um Right. And the Bull Buchanan stuff. There's a train Nathan yeah. Jones thing. Yeah. Yeah, Nathan Jones up Bull Buchanan, but um, yeah, that was bad. But like, it was much better than King Kong Bundy and you know, uh, John Gonzalez right. and stuff like that. So for him to, right. to lose, him beating Brock would have even cemented him even more. I mean, that's that's crazy. Who beats Brock Lesnar? Well, Taker you mentioned does on WrestleMania. I mean, that's why. right. You mentioned Punk the year before, and I yeah. remember thinking. It, it actually has a tinge of a chance to happen only because the feud was so good. And I thought maybe you're talking about making guys like I thought, OK, they will choose to make a guy which, you know, Punk had already had a world title run for 400 zillion days, but it was still didn't feel like he was the man. And if he would take her, that would have made him. And I'm a I was cheering for Punk all day long. I'm yeah, not a taker guy. 100 percent. I mean, I like taker. I don't love taker. I love Punk. So I was mm. going Punk all day long. So um that would have made yeah. more sense to me than brock lesnar for sure 100 percent. and that feud the build-up was good everything mm -hmm. was good about that the build-up everything else so 
Um, yeah, I don't agree. Yeah, in my, in my pantheon, I mean, I got Taker. He's, you know, six or seven, whatever I have him ranked. Check out the list. Top 10 favorite wrestlers, episode 10. I, I know Taker's a top 10 guy for me. I wouldn't have wanted to ever see him lose. I'm with you, Duke. But to your point, if someone's going to do it, give it to someone who who could really benefit from it. Um, and it's a shame. You say, did it tarnish Taker? Obviously not Taker's gold. But if he didn't actually lose, like, remember how I just said Brock is arguably the GOAT in WWE? Like, I do think Taker's arguably the greatest, too. But I don't – I actually think if he doesn't lose at Mania, it's almost, like, almost indisputable that this dude mm-hmm. is – Kind of just the greatest of all time in WWE, right? Hands yeah. down, especially spent after he beat Orton too. Like Orton's a guy earlier on in that feud, which another great feud. If Orton would have did it a little bit earlier, I forget what WrestleMania mm-hmm. that was. Is that twenty two? Yeah, I think so. I think you might yeah. be right. Twenty two. So 21. we're we're, 20, we're now twenty one was Taker Orton. Twenty one, yeah. Twenty one. So we're talking about over 10, 10 WrestleManias ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would have made That's more crazy. sense than Brock Lesnar, right? I actually mm-hmm. thought they were going to let Orton beat him. Yeah. back then because i didn't were... want it yeah no oh, no me neither yeah. um i just you know they were so high on randy orton like from day one i was like right. fuck this this young this mm-hmm. young punk's gonna end this streak man right can i can i tell you guys who undertaker he was on a podcast recently he said he's he named the person vince suggested end the streak this was not brock but um it was going to be at wrestlemania obviously and the streak is at mania but uh the person vince recommended was vladimir kozlov to end the streak. oh my goodness yep wow yep and so, that would have been thank goodness they didn't have the match because that would have been in the in that calm of mark henry's and giant gonzalez's that's the thing about brock beating him is like the streak ended it sucks so bad but like it's still brock like if kozlov beats him i actually think mm-hmm. the streak would have meant absolutely nothing after all said and done like it would have just not mattered well, at all i don't know i don't think that like Chris Jericho lost to Fandango at WrestleMania. Yeah, know? but like the streak, it doesn't man. matter. Yeah. Yeah. What do you got? Actually, um, we don't have to talk about that. Yeah, I don't know why I said that. Um, yeah. Throw another one my way, Duke. Maybe you got something from the old school. Yeah, if we if you want to go old school, I'll hit you with something from the old school. Definitely um, something that I think revolutionized the wwe i you know although it was done elsewhere at wrestlemania 10 we saw something that we never saw um in a wwe ring certainly at a pay-per-view and oh the suit the, the uh the tuxedo match was it the Finkel tuxedo versus... match you nailed it you right know? was it the hair so... versus hair? what was that sorry <laughs> stop spurling t- <laughs> yeah think walking around with a rug I killed you, but go ahead. Let me get my shit in, pal. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> All right, WrestleMania 10. Let's journey back for the Intercontinental Championship and a historic ladder match. Razor mm-hmm. Ramon taking on the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels. That's just, um, it's a match, but it's definitely like a match that I think um, it was revolutionary. You know, the ladder match was done. It was even done in WWE, but it was never done on this grand stage, on pay-per-view. So these guys put on a hell of a show. If you haven't seen it, definitely check it out. Razor Ramon and Shawn Michaels in the first ever pay-per-view ladder match. Uh, In my opinion, the second best match at WrestleMania 10, but certainly um, a moment for sure that you should check out. 
timeless match. Today is actually the 29 year anniversary of WrestleMania 10. And wow. There are two matches on that card that are both arguably the greatest match in WrestleMania history, depending mm. on who you ask. Both on the same show. Uh, mm. We're we're talking about Bret Hart versus Owen Hart, obviously, is the other one. But uh, Zern, where did you stand on that ladder match? Because I know Frank was, he is a Razor fan through and through. That's his guy. Were you team HBK or team Razor? I don't know. It was definitely HBK, but uh, I... My thoughts on that match, I don't, it doesn't even stand, it's not even close between that and Brett and Owen and that, and that pay-per-view. Wow. Mm. Like it's Owen, it's Owen and Brett hands down. That's actually wow. one of the moments I had on my list was when Owen came out at the very, very end of the pay-per-view when mm -hmm. all the celebrities were in the ring and yep. he, and he started talking to him and they, they went off the air and he started talking to him. Like, now that match was hands down. Doesn't even, the latter match was to catch heat with this a little bit overrated in my eyes. Oh, no, no, no. A little bit, a smidge, <laughs> a smidge, a smidge. But uh, I don't, like, go back and watch it a lot. I mean, I don't. I used to as, a, you know, like yeah. 20 years ago, but not now. Um, well, maybe that's the problem. Maybe you need to watch it. And uh, it's just not, it doesn't do it. Just do the same thing for me anymore. I don't know. I, I, I'm going to that WrestleMania. I'm doing, I'm doing Brett and Brett and Owen for sure. You're um, right. I 100%. mean, about that moment, that's on my list. Um, when Owen coming out. Celebrating, he's yeah. on, you know. I think yep. it's Luger and is it Luger and Scott Steiner's shoulders or Scott Steiner and Wahlberg's in the ring and uh Luger, yeah, Luger, Owen, yeah. Owen Luger's looking at him out. funny too. Luger Owen comes out man. and looks at him. He's got his hands on his hips, like yep. And you know, Macho Man, of course, because he <laughs> Macho Man always got his shit in, man, always. <laughs> and of course, he's got to go over to the ropes and he bends down on the ropes. Yeah, and tells yeah. him, Come on, <laughs> Owen, you know, like my yep. man Mach always getting his face in. But no, that's for sure a moment that I remember. I mean, those are two great ones from WrestleMania 10. Uh, the latter match as a moment is fair because, um, like you said, it was one the first of its kind, at least on pay-per-view on that stage. And I think uh, people that do watch it now, maybe for the first time, you have to put yourself in 1994 if you can, or at least put yourself as someone who never saw a ladder match. Because now, 7 million flips later... Mm -hmm. through a uh, 16 ladders it doesn't sure it's not these guys used one ladder uh it was rickety as shit you know towards the end um i got you know we got big daddy cool on the outside the heater get adding something to the match um i can't say enough about that match i think it's great and i don't even love current day ladder matches anymore i really don't but mm -hmm. i do love that one um those are good do uh Zern, what do you got as far as another moment from yesteryear i'm going to uh pair two together it's wrestlemania 20 again um so the opening card match versus uh, cena when he first came out just being there it was pretty <laughs> electric like that was a good i, I like that version of cena him coming out and winning that belt was pretty good for me and then um obviously at the very end of the match so the beginning and the end of uh the card benoit and eddie hugging when benoit won yeah. that triple threat mm -hmm. match so yep. it's it started off like that and that cena winning that match i remember Cena said at WrestleMania before 19, I'm going to headline the next 15 WrestleManias. And they didn't put him on 19. Instead, he was on the pre-show with fa a fake, fake fabulous cut, mm -hmm. cut off. Yeah. And I'm like, this dude is not like, there's no way he's main event in the next 15 WrestleManias. That's what he said. And look mm -hmm. what he did. Right. Yep. And yeah, I mean, that's he, and I go on to not like him years later. Right. But that, that so you were cheering Cena, for him in that, that big show match that United oh, States title match. A hundred percent. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it wasn't so much the match. It was him coming out, 
that place was electric him coming out hit that music hit it was electric mm-hmm. i mean that was that was one of them theme songs that hit like at the time yeah. and then just like i said and the way the way the pay-per-view ended with eddie and benoit of course we don't have to talk too much about that but that was well, yeah we can so the bookends of so that first match uh we gotta say two things the first one i want to mention is <laughs> the actual mo well the mo i'll let you say the other one but the moment that i actually think of is like cena getting him up for that fu was yep. similar to hogan andre i'm not gonna you know what i'm saying though right now the place impressive. pop the place pop for that yeah people got other seats for that yeah exactly duke what was the other one from that match uh the other one so for those that don't know us three went to this wrestlemania when chris benoit won the royal rumble in philadelphia we were like we're going to wrestlemania we got to see this story through <laughs> blah 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 so zern and john boy and i went to wrestlemania we forgot my ticket it was a whole <laughs> thing yeah it was a big debacle imagine that so during this match it's kind of quiet, and Zern yells, put him in the million-dollar dream to the big show, who has never, ever, go back, look at the archives, look at the giant. He never used the Cobra Clutch, a.k.a. million-dollar dream, in his life. But the son of a bitch puts on a giant million-dollar dream as if he heard Zern yelling to him, and right. he put John Cena in a million dollar dream and we lost our shit because we couldn't believe it. So that's a Zern. moment personally that I'll always remember. Zern, this is your chance to come clean. Were you hitting the house show loops? Were you watching him hit that? I think it was the ice cream dream? bar. Remember when he brought back the ice cream bars for WrestleMania 20? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I oh think, my God. And we had one. I think it was wow. the ice cream bar that gave me that intuition. Man. <laughs> it gave you, it got into your head. We yeah, did yeah. that, man. We they brought them back for WrestleMania 20. That was unbelievable. They brought them back for that one WrestleMania. Wow. You're that right. Was it. I forgot. And about that. um, I had that mid card. I don't, I don't know how I knew that. I just, uh, one, two, that was no idea. That was amazing. Great. That was the strangest call ever. And it, and it that happened. was insane, man. <laughs> to your other one, um, you know, we're talking about Benoit beating Triple H and Sean in the main event. Earlier on, Eddie Guerrero beat Kurt Angle for the WWE title. And the two longtime brothers, friends, you know, they came out to celebrate full of confetti. Yep. And it's yeah, like it's hard to talk about all that stuff without thinking of the obvious. But in the t- at the time. You just put yourself there back in that time. And um, it was actually really like heartfelt, cool. Oh, yeah. I had tears in my eyes. It was amazing. Uh, yeah. Those were never, neither one of those were my guys once again. But like, uh, I, I call bullshit on that because you once crowned Chris Benoit to his face yeah. that he was. I will say the it again. Greatest of all time. Greatest is not my favorite. <laughs> I did think he was one of the greatest. I really do. I still do. But he was never like my favorite guy. That was your guy more. I think I would give Absolutely. you guys both. That is maybe even Duke. I would say more your guy. When we know. did our uh, little fantasy wrestling that we were just talking about through text a couple of days ago, we all drafted guys, and I drafted Benoit, and I made him my first inaugural World Heavyweight Champion. That was your guy. You guys loved him, but no, that moment's incredible. I uh, came at the expense of Sean, who I was rooting for, I think, low-key. Um, but yeah, that's a good one. That's a real good one. I mean, both of those from WrestleMania 20 and the bookends of that show, those are both good. You know, real uh, quick about that WrestleMania, um, mm-hmm. something I always 
we talked about like angle and Brock earlier. That was like a disappointment. And like that, um, Eddie angle match was disappointing to me. Like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Like I, I hate to say it because I love the guys like so much and like, Really, they never had a bad, a bad match, but, like, the ending of that match just always, mm-hmm. like, rubbed me the wrong way. Like, he pulls his boot off. Like, mm-hmm. I just never – it's a bummer, man, because, like, that match should be one of the greatest of all time, and I just don't think it lived up to, I guess, like, the – what those guys could have done, you know? It's right. actually known out there, too. If you, I mean, if you look at it, people crown that match. I don't know if they're just crowned it to crown it, but people crown that match. I'm I think like, that, you know, I'm just gonna the names on real. paper. No, I think when someone passes away, I think that people tend to push them up more to like, you know, they could have picked another match that, that they had or something. I don't know. Because yeah. I mean, that, that wasn't it. Yeah. I mean, you know, I love Eddie and we, we have always loved Eddie. Yeah. Like, you know, um, and we loved Owen and we, you, you know, we love him now and we loved him then, but like, when someone passes away, like, you know, um, Jay Briscoe passed away. Like, I think it's very sad. Like, I I feel terrible for his family and for his friends. But, like, I didn't make, you know, such a big deal out of it, you know, because I'm not, like, this huge Briscoe fan. I'm not going to act, like, because mm-hmm. the guy passed away that, like, yeah, for sure. I love yeah. the Briscoes. And it's no disrespect. Please don't take it that way. They're not my cup of tea. I feel mm-hmm. terrible that a human being lost their life. But like, I think when guys pass away, sometimes, you know, people are like, oh, man, like he was so great. It's like, are you saying mm-hmm. that because he was actually great? Or are you saying that because he passed away and you're being respectful? And that's fine. But like, Eddie, I think got a lot of that, like, you know, that love after the fact when in the moment we knew what he was. Mm-hmm. We knew he was one of the greatest ever sure. lace yeah. boots, you know? Yep, for that's sure. fair that's fair uh i want to take take one um more to like that wrestlemania 8 era i want to bring out you know a surprise we talked about uh returns in wwe <laughs> wwf history zaren don't like this one already but um i mentioned wrestlemania 9 hogan coming in stealing the spotlight at the end wrestlemania 8 first of all the the, the wrong match went on last it was Sid and Hogan. It should have been Mach and Flair. But forget that. We got the Ultimate Warriors return after how many, you know, uh, falling outs with the company mm-hmm. did. Uh, and what's interesting, like, because the Hoosier Dome went nuts. Like, it, it was a hell of a return. The match was really subpar say it nicely. But Warriors uh, return, like, always stuck out as a as a kid like i would put it on to see his him run down and hear that re- reaction and you know the papa shango stuff in the middle of that we we don't have to talk about it was so random but um <laughs> i thought it was a moment ultimate warriors return wrestlemania 8 i think deserves to be mentioned on the list and i want to ask you guys as a side note uh because i fell under the spell i'm guilty did you think it was a different warrior <laughs> no Absolutely right. not, no. Because uh, the same guy I told you that uh, told me about the um, Hulk Hogan beating Yoko mm-hmm. came out after that and said, you know, it's a fake warrior. That was the year before. I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> and WrestleMania 8 is right behind WrestleMania 4 is my go-to. Oh, man. I'm not saying it's mm-hmm. the greatest WrestleMania. I had the cassette, and I watched that thing, looped it, looped it, looped it. So um, 
the warrior warrior was a good return for sure but mm-hmm. just something about it didn't hit me right uh, maybe it was the whole papa shango thing mm-hmm. but the crowd went nuts that who's was insane for sure 100 percent. yeah it was a shocking moment duke do you it's remember funny that? that you know we all we all like remember this like urban legend you know like i remember being in school and people being like oh yeah man ultimate warrior died like yeah there's like a new there's like a new guy you know and it's like i think his hair was his hair like shorter at this time his hair was shorter and he was skinnier and he was skinnier a little bit because of steroid thing but yeah Yeah. that and the Mm -hmm. um whole prince albert is uh is george Steele's son like people legit (laughs) you know who did we had a party at our uh, one of the wrestlemania parties somebody was there i'm not gonna mention his name literally said that and i'm like (laughs) Okay. Well, oh if, they, if they have a hairy back, they have to be related. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, hands yeah. down. Yeah. Well, one of the oh, yeah, that urban thing. legend was always funny to me. Like the Ultimate mm-hmm. Warrior died, and leave it in the comments if you guys have ever heard this like urban legend. Maybe it's a Philadelphia thing, but I definitely remember right. like kids being at school. Oh yeah, man, the Ultimate Warrior died. Like that's why he's been gone. And like at WrestleMania eight, that new guy with like the bob haircut. That's not him. That's like this <laughs> new Ultimate Warrior. That's but while so we're on that subject, something that was a big moment for me being an Ultimate Warrior fan, and it's not a great match by any means, but it was certainly a moment for me, and that's at WrestleMania 12, one more mm. time, when the Ultimate Warrior made yet another return to the WWE and annihilated Triple H in 2.5 seconds. Absolutely. Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Yep. He squashed Hunter and... uh you know, that's how we brought him back, man. He 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 was back for another run and it didn't last long. If you guys want to check out yeah. uh that that run in nineteen ninety, what would be ninety to five? Six, six, I believe. Six uh yeah. very, very random, like stuff with Jerry Lawler, stuff with gold dust. Yeah. Just, yep. It was really and, messy. In and out. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. He didn't fit anymore. He was definitely like I think it was just like Warrior was right place, right time. You know, yeah, he was like yeah. a like a shooting star, you know, like it was like fast and it was awesome. And then it was oh, wait, we just had this debate. You probably missed it, Duke, in the chat because Cern <laughs> oh, and I were boy. having a debate the other day. Uh, the four year run of Warrior just I think the impact is because I think, Cern, your argument was the fall off 10 year fall off. Well, in, in my in my eyes, but I was basically saying if you replace Sting versus warrior warrior goes to nwa mm-hmm. right in 89 88 87 that era he doesn't last in a year what you bring sting in the wwf at wrestling after wrestlemania 3 that's when the warrior came in mm-hmm. and he's there to the day i mean he's he's here now mm-hmm. i mean yeah, um, i completely and, agree 100%. and that's that's the only reason i said that because flair talked about that on his podcast mm-hmm. and he said he wouldn't last an hour but i don't agree with that he would have lasted <laughs> he would have had a, a year but he would have been out man like he would have been yeah. out no, I agree. Mm. I mean, listen, You're why do you right think he that. didn't last in Texas? Right. You know, Absolutely. like those guys were fucking shooters, man. Like, and that's what those Flair guys said. were. Yep. Yeah, they were like real wrestlers, man. Like, you know, Warrior was a big dude that could hold his own, obviously. But like, I agree the NWA would have eaten him up. That was a working man's territory, man. He said, would you uh, do you think Ole Anderson would? How do you think he would have reacted to Ole sure. Anderson or a Blackjack Mulligan? He would have, yep. you know, what he would have done. So, uh, yeah, it's not so sure. much. No, I'm not denying the Warriors run he had. Absolutely. It was more of a yeah, sting, no. sting, Warrior thing. And Sting, I wish in reality they could just 
yeah you know, I rewind just, and bring it back. I think the Ultimate Warrior's career, like if you could define it, it's right place, right time. You so, know, yeah. Vince knew what he was, mm-hmm. you know, and like, but somehow, in my opinion, has two of the greatest matches of all time, the Ultimate Warrior. Exactly. That's two of the yeah, matches yeah. me and John were talking about that uh, Sting couldn't have done nothing with. Six yeah. and seven. Mm-hmm. Sting couldn't have done nothing with them, but uh, he could have. And even when he fought Honk, when he, when he fought Honky, he came out and beat him. That was yeah, a mo- that was a moment too. Not sure, that's a moment, that was, moment for sure. That was a yeah. moment for sure. But yeah, I other, mean, other... Was... yeah, man. I like he had a lot of moments. Correct. You yes. know what I mean? And like that's yeah. sports entertainment. That's Vince McMahon yep. seeing this guy that was just fucking in incredible shape that looked like a real life superhero, and Vince knew what he had, and he played to his strengths. You know, absolutely. One I want to throw out there. Um, so I was thinking about like a lot of the celebrity involvement and like who made a lasting impression, at least on my memory, because it is part of the spectacle. And I was thinking like, yeah, you know, like the Liberace thing. Snooki doing a backflip ranks up there pretty high for me in her <laughs> match. Uh, no, but I do want to mention Mickey Rourke and the involvement with the wrestler. Um the movie was so important for wrestling wrestlers and wrestling fans because it put a real um, mainstream light on what the wrestlers go through. And uh, it is a great movie. If you want to go back and watch it, if you haven't watched it, Darren Aronofsky's the wrestler, but it was going to be Mickey Rourke versus Jericho and Rourke was training for it. Like he was, you know, I think it would have been a shining moment for Jericho. Like, as far as like his legend, but um, it ended up getting messed up because he was nominated for an Oscar. They didn't want him to fight in a match, whatever, whatever. But they replaced Jer- uh, Mickey Rourke with Rowdy Piper, Ricky Steamboat, Jimmy Snuka, three on one, which is, you know, these guys were all in their 60s or maybe even 70s. Uh, so that's not what, like what I'm talking about. But the post match, Mickey Rourke got in there and popped Jericho and it created a moment like it, it actually popped me. And I thought it was a pretty big deal. And I wanted to at least mention it because. I was thinking like celebrities, like what's some of the most important stuff we could talk about Mr. T, which we kind of touched on earlier, but I think the Mickey Rourke <clears throat> one was pretty cool in hindsight for Jericho's career too. Cause Sharon said the other day, Jericho was on um, something we were randomly looking at. It was like a show, maybe impractical. He's she's like, what hasn't this dude done? Like he's everywhere. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, he also got mixed it up with Mickey Rourke. Like he's always in the middle of stuff. It's mm-hmm. interesting. So I wanted to mention that one. That was actually that's a very good. That's one of the ones that's not on my list that we uh, we talked about. It was really that's a real good one, and I think that they would that would have been a moment if they would have went together. And he, I think that had more to do with him too. You know how he's he had a little bit of a fall off himself, personal personal issues too. His personal demons. He was a great actor, but he had his personal demons for sure. And he yeah. his head. He thinks he's a ten out of ten all all the time. Could he have went in there and did the, did, did the right thing? Not lost. He would have won. But mm-hmm. had a match and did that. But uh, I was 100% for that movie, 100% for that moment. And I'm glad you said that because that just brought back a memory for me that I, I haven't thought about in a long time. I'm a Mickey Rourke guy. I like Mickey Rourke. Uh, he gets criticized a lot. But uh, yeah, minus Iron Man 2, he was pretty good. Was that two or three? <laughs> <laughs> hey, he man, good. he got a payday, bro. He got a payday. Out no, it wasn't his fault. They they did they did him wrong, and that was bait accent and everything else. No, he's a, he's a very good actor for sure. You know I mean, so he just had some personal demons, unfortunately, that steered him wrong. But uh, no, excellent. Yeah, it was, it was a good one. Real quick on that, 
that isn't on my list, but another one from that match that's on my list is Ricky the Dragon Steamboat tying up with Chris Jericho in that match and like the dragon just showing that he could still go and the crowd like, you know, popping. I think that might have been one of the first times we ever heard the you still got it chant. Yeah. And uh, which led to a singles match between Jericho and Steamboat, which wasn't as good as yeah, this, backlash, but... right? Backlash. Yeah. Yep. yep. But no, that's, that, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I always thought of like, once again, that that match, not so much, but like Jericho kind of going through the gauntlet of legends. And, you know, Flair was out there with those guys, too. And Piper, you know, obviously, um, Jericho was such a fan of Steamboat. So to be in there with him, I'm sure was like he was over the moon for. And that's something that I definitely remember those two hooking up and like Steamboat being like, damn, man, like this guy can still go like it's crazy. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you brought that up because I mean, as yeah, wrestling fans, that's the way more cool moment. You know, I brought up the Mickey Rourke thing. But when you when you remind me Steamboat, um, like I think it was the top row body press or whatever he was doing. um, Yeah. We didn't think he could go because Snooker was in there limping around. Piper yeah, was overweight. Piper and then terrible, Steamboat man. gets in there and he's yeah. having a like an actual classic in the middle of this match. Yep. And you're right. It led to them forcing to have a one-on-one with Jericho. Yep. Um, Sidetrack real quick with Jericho. Like we were talking about it recently on one of the shows, how I think I might've said it. And Frank, I don't know if he agreed, but Duke, you didn't agree that Jericho is sort of a um, clout chaser. Like he will put himself near the uh, hot commodity, whether it was like, okay, Kevin Owens gets hot. Let me put myself with him. Blank gets Mm -hmm. hot. Let me put AJ Styles. Let me put. So like um, it got me thinking, though, like Jericho has been involved in so many things like in his career, like he's almost like that, like that Forrest Gump guy. Like he's, what hasn't he done in the business? And it's like, yeah. do you look at Jericho? Cause we were talking about WrestleMania 18 last week and why that main event main event might not have worked. And I always say like, I just don't think of him like the rock triple H Austin mm-hmm. taker. Like, do you guys think of him like that? <clears throat> Good, sir. I don't either. It's funny you said, and Jericho's in my top 10, I believe, or at least top 12. I mean, for, of all time, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. He's, uh, the guy's great, but uh, mm-hmm. I don't, he's just he's a uh, tear down for sure. And it's mm-hmm. weird too. It's, it's it's very odd, but they say that and he's done much more than Triple H has done. He's done much yeah, more than I mean. anybody because he's he's done it from every organization he's been into. He's elevated people. I don't think he's a cloud chaser. I think he just has the intuition to know where to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, I guess you could say that. I don't. You guys watch more AEW than I do, especially over the last you know two years. But uh. WWF, I don't think he did too much. I mean, he did the job to a lot of guys as well. Yeah, I mean, so and yeah, Owens thing, you guys might have liked that. Like, that's the Kevin Owens that I liked. I know you guys don't like him, but that I like that whole feud. Mm-hmm. And when that whole the list, I know people didn't like it, but I liked it too much. But yeah, that was my. It was like a loaded question, but Duke, I, I guess I was just wondering, like, you know, well, I think that done. Where do you stand on him? Yeah, I mean, I think like there's probably some truth to it, you know, because like humans are self-serving people like just by nature you know whenever you know if you're at work and someone that you work with passes away oh man like how am i gonna have to work more you know it's just automatically humans just think like that you know and i think that we're self-serving 
organisms, you know, so I think there's some truth to it, but I also think there's, you know, you know, he worked with AJ at WrestleMania. Like, I think he likes to, I don't know. I think he wants, yeah, I think he wants to wrestle. Yeah. I think he wants to wrestle these young dudes, you know, that he never wrestled before. I think Brian wants to do the same. I think punk did the same, you know, like Mm. punk's first match was Darby Allen, you know, like, cause he thinks that, you know, Darby Allen's cool and he sees something in him, you know? So I think there's mm-hmm. probably some truth to what you're saying that he's a clout chaser, but I think also that he just wants to work with like dudes that can work dudes that he can get something out of. So I think there's some truth to what you're saying. He also yeah, lost three in a row recently too, from Andretti to, uh, to Stark. So he lost all three of them. So he put all three of them over. So wow. is that really yeah, clout I mean, chasing? I think that, you can also no, but Ricky be Starks was too hot. giving too. Like, you know, like I don't think Action Andretti has any <laughs> business pinning Chris Jericho, but no, but know, like Ricky Starks, Starks was for sure. Hot. Yeah, and he's mm-hmm. like, let me latch on to Starks because, and now look at Starks. Now he's doing some dumb shit with you know Juice Robin. It's like Jericho yeah. can sometimes stunt these guys' momentum, even though he's great at he's giving. He works good matches. It's like. I don't know. Sometimes it's detrimental. I I, I don't have a problem yeah. with Jericho. I don't mean to get off a tangent. It's no, just... no. Yeah, I don't think you're on a tangent. You know, like I said, I think that there is some truth to it. But I mean, is is Ricky Starks and Juice Robinson? Is that Chris Jericho's fault though, or is that bad booking? Well, it was because yeah, true. Very why, true. for example, why the fuck does Juice Robinson work there? <laughs> like, I don't give a shit. Like, do people really care about him? You know, like I agree. it's I just agree. once again, like a guy's contracts up and TK's like, oh, well, let's bring him in. You know, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think that's Chris Jericho's fault. That no, it was like, like Starks. Starks was rising up and it was like, I feel like the momentum might have hit a, hit a little snag there. I um, think the momentum stopped when Brian started feuding with MJF. Instead of Star- no, like, Starks. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, and now. Now we're working into this whole, you know, pillars thing. So who knows? But anyway, yeah, I don't think anyway. Jericho has a time in the day. He's so busy to actually even plot that out, to be honest, which that's my personal opinion. He's doing so much yeah. with everything. I don't think he sits there for 12 hours and says, I'm going to do this, this and this and plan today. I just think he's like, like Duke said, wants to work with the new guys, keep it fresh. And I move it on. I'll disagree there because I think what he does is very calculated. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't okay. think that. I don't think that he's out here trying to, you know, squash these young guys and yeah. put himself over. Of course, he wants to stay relevant. You know, yeah. all these guys do, you know, like mm-hmm. that's how you stick around for fucking however long, 30 years or whatever he's been around. Yeah. And I st- I have love for Jericho as well, much yeah, like sure. you guys. So top 10, top 15, not for me, top 10, but he's in my top 15 or 20 for sure. Um Let's talk about a few more, uh, you know, we'll, we'll begin to kind of wind it down, but I want to talk about a few more that stand out as far as some of the greatest, some of the most memorable, uh, Duke, I'll give you the floor. What do you got as far as some more that, uh, stand out? Well, we're going to miss a lot and yes. we apologize so run through so yeah. for sure. Like go through in the comments and let us know, you know, what, what your favorites are and what you thought we missed, but actually one that's fairly recent um that i just you know so we knew what we were going to do for this show and i started going through wrestlemanias and i was looking through you know 
on Peacock going through and being like, man, what do I remember about these? And one from WrestleMania 30 that I just smiled the whole time and I just had such fun with was at WrestleMania 30 when Hulk Hogan opens the show and then it ends up being Hogan, Austin, and The Rock in the ring together. And uh, that's just such a feel-good moment for me because it's just three of the biggest names in the history of the business, like them or not. And, you know, Austin comes in and, you know, he kind of flirts with fighting Hogan. And then he ends up and tells him, you know, I respect what you did, you know, and kind of closes all that bullshit talk that they didn't like each other. And, you know, he thanks him for, you know, paving the way for him. And Rock comes in and Rock and Austin are old buddies now and they have a special handshake and stuff. And by the end of it, they all drink beer together and they're having fun. And I just, it's just such a feel good moment for me, like um, Hogan, Austin and the rock. So that's one that uh, I definitely wanted to show love to. Um, I thought that was a really, really cool moment at WrestleMania 30. That was at the Pontiac Silverdome, right? <laughs> you would think. No, that's why I saw that baby. <laughs> yeah. Started out. Yeah, yeah, That was hilarious. Yeah. yeah Dude, Hogan calls brothers. It- Hogan calls it the Silver Dome twice, yeah, yeah. and then they kind of like rib him the whole time about yeah, it's it. It's hilarious. Even to the yeah, next uh, next WrestleMania, they did the same thing too. Yeah, it's it was funny. just for me like a really fun like moment. I agree. Well, I think um, we're definitely going to run through some at the end, so we don't have to rush out of here. But I want to stay on WrestleMania thirty really quick because mm-hmm. I have two. One is very obvious, but uh, second, you might not uh, really think of the same way I do but the obvious one is Brian Danielson Daniel Bryan having his moment in the sun not only uh winning the title in the main event but also beating Triple H to open the show very Bret Hart-esque vibes uh very underrated match versus Triple H Duke I know you said you love that match um but Danielson you know having his moment in the sun which was forced by the crowd i mean the the hand was forced by the uh groundswell of support brian danielson got and to have him raise the titles at the end they call it the the miracle on bourbon street and uh that was a michael cole call by the way i don't really care i'll say it michael cole when the streak ended had a you know he handled it really well like i thought he he delivered a good uh bit of commentary there he delivered good commentary here for danielson's win he's been doing good with cody i'm not saying i'm a cole fan but I'm 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 lightening up a little bit, a smidge on Michael Cole lately. So he's like a three out of twenty. That's fair. Exactly, three out yeah. of maybe twenty five. But yeah. um, I want to stay on Danielson winning that title. You guys are talking about, and also it's a smaller one, not small, but I think it was a big deal because it was the first inaugural Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, mm-hmm. which has become sort of a joke. But Cesaro picking up Big Show like he yep. is a little toddler and disposing of him <laughs> over the rope. I think that's a moment. And I think it gets, it's underrated because once again, we thought he was going to go on the bigger, better things, but you guys remember those two moments. Oh, absolutely. So yeah, I remember that run afterwards too. He, that's when he went with Heyman and it got all crushed down. Right. Months yes, later. Sir. Yeah. Yes, uh, sir. Unfortunate. But that let's talk about that moment. That was an excellent moment. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan uh, winning the titles. Dude, Can I ask that you guys was... one thing about that match real quick? Sure. Do you have any idea why Brian wore those weird like kick pads that day? The barbarian looking boots? Yeah, I have no idea what that is. I, I thought you were going to tell me. No? No, I've, I'm, I have no idea. Mike, you got anything? I have nothing. I was going to 
tie the two together. No, I have no idea. They did call him like a goat back then. I don't know if you guys remember that. And Sorry. I don't know if that's yeah, what. Yeah. I don't know. No. I, I really don't know. If you know, guys, in the comments, drop us why Daniel Bryan wore those weird like bird kick pads that day. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. Um, <laughs> it's funny you remember that because um, the match itself has a lot of critique for the fact that it should have never been Batista in there versus Randy mm-hmm. Orton. WWE had to change things, put Brian Daniel Bryan in it. Um, but it was cool, and they called it the Miracle on Bourbon Street. I said that uh, Cody winning this year, if it happens, like this is the most I've been in to a wrestling main event, WrestleMania main event in a long time. That one's a close second, probably because uh, you know we didn't think it could happen. But once again, Danielson was never like my top guy. I think Mike, you mm-hmm. probably like Danielson more than I ever did. Um, well, he's up yeah, not as much you, as right? Duke. Duke, he used to shop at your uh, story work there, correct? <laughs> yeah, once yep. or twice. Yeah, so yep. I, I probably got onto him probably about '09, but uh, okay. when he was on NXT for sure doing that whole deal. That was a disgrace. And so yeah. from the beginning of WWE, for sure, I was 100. percent and we all know mm-hmm. what happened at WrestleMania, that one WrestleMania, but we're not going to talk about yeah. that. No. Throw one uh, my way. Down. Throw one my way, Zarin. Uh, what else you got on your list? Um, this has to do with two other people that are involved with the match almost. So it's uh, Ronda Rousey's debut um, mm. at WrestleMania um, with Angle, only because of the whole Piper. They, they pushed the whole Piper thing. So it's the, my Piper love and it's my Angle love, not so much Ronda Rousey. But that was a pretty big deal, her coming – because that was all over the place from ESPN. That was when ESPN and uh, WWE had the tight relationship. Coachman was there. They were doing the, the cross cross stuff. And um, like I said, I'm not a big Ronda Rousey fan, but the fact that the Piper was pushing it you know, and the whole angle thing, of course. And, of course, on the other side, Trips is there, too, with Steph. So the whole – I'm not saying the match was good or anything else, but the no, whole the moment. spectacle of it all, yeah. And when sure. she came out, not so much angle, that wasn't good, but when she came out, that music hit with the with the, the gear, the entrance – alone mm-hmm. i think was good yeah i mean that was that was just because of my piper love that was a hundred percent i mean i'm with you man and i i have ronda love and i know i'm alone on that one a little no, bit duke not. gives her duke gives her love but yeah. um i love i do I like, like her Ronda. but it's not like you know top top level i but. think she's great for the business and i think exactly. that that's a big that's yeah. a good one to mention uh the spectacle of it all we actually brought that up last week for some reason but i'm i'm glad you brought that one up that's cool um, do you remember her rubbing elbows with the rock a, a mania or two before that was the mania mm-hmm. before and they were supposed to do yeah. it was supposed to be rock and fronda versus triple h and it just never happened because oh, the rock schedule okay. conveniently never uh, adds up to wrestlemania i don't know why but he can't <laughs> yeah. like sketch that off but uh he can make <laughs> more money doing jumanji that's why yeah isn't that wild but, bro you know when wrestlemania is every year rock every year just man. clear your schedule april like, fool's day man it is every and year and the almost. dude <laughs> looks like fucking one million dollars like yeah He's bigger than he ever was in wrestling. It's insane. It is. Um, I, I will not um, go, you know, too much longer without mentioning this one. I got to steal your thunder on this dude because I don't want to I don't want to gloss over it. And we don't have to give it a ton of time because we did talk about it in depth recently. But another moment, the Macho Man reunion, WrestleMania 7, mm-hmm. Liz and Mach walk us through the ending. Why is this such an important special moment and maybe a top five moment if we're really going to rank them? I've talked about this to death. The floor is yours. You tell you tell us. You tell everybody why they should check this match out. Oh, man. Well, the match itself, 
Ultimate Warrior versus Macho Man Randy Savage career ending match is amazing in and of itself. I'm talking about the moment that comes after the match mm-hmm. where Miss Elizabeth comes back in the ring to sort of save Macho Man from a very angry Queen Sherry who <laughs> her man just lost the match. She's not happy. She's taking it out on him. She's kicking him, stomping him with her heels. Maybe she even takes her heel off, Duke, or what is she? She does, yeah. She takes yeah. them off to beat him up, I think. <laughs> okay. And <laughs> Miss Elizabeth in the crowd, she, uh, you know, Mach and her hadn't been together on screen, and she came in for the triumphant return. You know, Mach embraces her, I think reluctantly at first, but you guys remember the call from uh, from Gorilla. Duke, you said it before. It's great. I remember Bobby. She loves him. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think Gorilla, she's always loved him or something like that. Yeah, something like that. It's great. It's hilarious. It's it's so good. It's heartwarming. I mean, that is, you know, we've talked about it. It's my number one favorite match of all time. I just think if you're going to show somebody what professional wrestling is, like sports entertainment, like that's it, man. Like the story, like it comes to an end and like you know you look at the crowd and there's people crying in the crowd and like i think we can all see this in our mind's eye can you guys see this like Mm -hmm. mike do you remember what she was wearing elizabeth oh yeah absolutely yeah Yeah. like that stupid sweater with like a star on it yeah yeah like it's just everything from that to the girls crying everything yep you can see women crying it's just for sure absolutely a memorable moment once again like we talked Iconic, about Warrior uh, earlier. Yeah, had no business having these great matches that he had, but it happened, man. Like, for yeah. sure. Definitely one of the best moments, I think, ever in the business. Yeah, so ob- obviously we think one of the best WrestleMania moments of all time. And I want to say real quick on the storytelling aspect of that, Macho Man, we've all crowned uh, on a show, in person, in text, but uh, Macho Man's ability to be a storyteller and like his feuds, I think we mentioned, are like the best of all time if you if you really rank them. But I want to give props to um, WWE storytelling lately because with the Bloodline thing, we were so out on this, or I know I was because I didn't love the people involved. And now, right up until Sammy and KO uh, this past Friday finally embracing getting on the same page like wwe storytelling right now might be the best it's it's been in a, in a very long time as far as uh, like captivating stories and i only say that because my next moment that i want to mention then i'll give you guys the floor is the prodigal son returning cody rhodes last year it ties into the bloodline thing because he's going to be challenging roman but last year you know it was rumored for months but nobody was positive remember even the day like of wrestlemania people weren't sure if cody was going to go back to AEW. it was uh we were we were like on the hook for it but after all was done cody comes back has a great match with seth rollins but like the hardy boys return cody's pop cody's embrace from the crowd I think was epic. And I think it's a moment like not oh, even fresh in my mind, but do you agree? Absolutely. 100%. Like, you know, we we've talked about this year's WrestleMania, obviously Cody winning the Royal rumble. He's going to go on and face Roman for the title. Now um, Cody had his WrestleMania moment. It was last year. Like finally, after so much time, like, that's his WrestleMania moment. That's a WrestleMania moment for sure for the ages. Like 
no one can ever take that away from him. Like you can like him or not. You can be salty about him leaving AEW, but the dude, that is a WrestleMania moment for the ages for sure. I'm with you. you watch that live, right? John. Oh yeah. Did you watch that live? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. And I, I mean, you know, like talk about a little goosebumps. I was oh, yeah. like, I don't get goosebumps now, but I, I didn't get to, I didn't get to watch that live in a certain, um, firefighter texted me that and i said <laughs> i already knew he was fighting rounds like it was uh, to me it was obvious what was going on yeah. um but Were you uh, on the sheets no it was just obvious because oh, okay. i followed him and brandy on their like the little cooking shows they did they, like they uh, oh, okay. on, on the, the youtube stuff right which is almost like the sheets technically but uh he texted me that and i was like yeah that didn't surprise me but uh yeah, it was but i got to watch it though it was it still was it was still was great for sure Zern, you you don't think um or maybe you change your tune, but like, yeah, do you think Cody winning the title this year, if he does, does that eclipse that moment? Because well, you don't even think he's going to win or that he should win, but do you think that mm. will eclipse the return? Absolutely, yeah, hands down, yeah, yeah, I think so. Hands okay. down, I don't think that he that's I'm not saying he shouldn't win. I was, I would like to see, I know you guys disagree with Roman going another year and Cody mm-hmm. winning next year in Philly. Um, mm. just because of storyline thing, I think it'd be great for Roman to go another year about it. Cause I'm not ready for this to end. I've been on board with this from, from the very beginning. I was into, you know, him, him, uh, from the very beginning when he came out at SummerSlam and went with, and went with, uh, Paul, I was, yeah. I was on board with it. And that kind of like where, so I was, I was on board with that hundred percent. I was never a Roman guy before that. Like, but this right there, that changed my tune. So I have a lot invested that way. I might not watch a lot of WWE like in full, but I always every week will watch the clips of him, what's going on. So if Cody wins, it's going to be a 10 out of 10. If he doesn't win, I know you guys will be disappointed, but I think the next year, if he doesn't get hurt, if he stays healthy and everything lines right, next year is going to be even, it's going to be a 15 out of 15. Mm-hmm. Mm, I like that. I think uh, the bloodline thing, I'm with you in a way, like I don't want to see it end because it's just such great storytelling and then i'm like thinking well where are they going to go from here because this is what's really gripping me so i am a little nervous for it to end but obviously i'm you know i'm there to see cody win i'm going there to see cody win sure and and i want to follow the story all the way till next year when we see cody here in philly but um those were really good ones i have like a few more that are you know super obvious um that we've covered a lot on these shows i feel like but um we should definitely touch on them i'm going to say three and then you guys can just talk about them Mm -hmm. blood from a stone the blood from austin not quitting keep that in your mind icon versus icon we touched on last week mike you're free to talk about hogan versus rock and your thoughts on that and then i also want to talk about i'm sorry i love you Shawn michaels Mm -hmm. rick flair Three oh, yeah. iconic moments. I kind of hit, you know, the big ones right there. But let's start with the uh, blood from a stone. Duke, that's your favorite. No, no. You prefer Survivor Series 96, Brett yep. and Austin. But you obviously both, love 12. Both uh, great matches. Like, if you ask me on, you know, a different day, I might say the opposite. The thing that I don't love about that WrestleMania match is that it was a submission match. And it just didn't fit Austin. You know, played mm. more to Brett's strengths. I felt like, like at that time, what you know, submission moves was Austin using. You know, he wasn't Not... even using the uh, right. He wasn't even using the million dollar dream anymore. The match is a masterpiece, but I just felt like the submission thing kind of limited them. That's my only thing. But that blood from a stone, 
100% iconic image, Stone Cold, and the sharpshooter just bleeding like a stuck pig, for sure. Memorable Won't quit. Dude, yep. so it's it's a Hogan slamming Andre, and then I think of the blood from a stone. Zern, you were you team Brett or Austin in that match? Um, that one was Austin. Yeah, I watched that live. That was my only second WrestleMania I watched live. Ten was the first, and mm. this was the second. Um, and then I went and watched another live one for many many years later too. Um, on pay per view, but uh, no, I mean I don't. This you guys said enough about it. It's 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 iconic. It's great. I mean, there's not much else to say about it. It's, I prefer that over Survivor Series any day of the week. I know mm. Duke, it's more closer. Um, I was on board with that Survivor Series. I remember Pillman getting involved with that whole thing on Saturday night, Saturday morning TV. You know, edging everything on. It was, it was, it's all great storytelling. All, all everything was great about it. So, but no, that's that, that's a great match. And and in fact, that you know, who was the guest referee? <laughs> so, oh yeah, you know, your boy Shamrock, <laughs> exactly. And I was I was Shamrock before he came. That when he came, I was like I was I liked him in UFC. UFC wasn't that big back then, but mm-hmm. I was big into him. Even Severin and Don Fry and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, in the Stone Age of UFC, so yeah. Uh, so you've always been a Shamrock guy. What about the icon versus icon? We didn't get your thoughts on Hogan versus Rock. Were you? Um, because we said we wished it was Austin versus Hogan. And then we would have got Rock versus Hall or maybe Rock versus, you know, DDP or something, whatever. Did right. you want Austin Hogan as well? Yeah, I did. But everything happened for the best. You know what I mean, that that was the best possible outcome that, that happened. That wouldn't have happened with anybody else but the Rock and Hogan, um, for sure. Like, if you would have paired that up, it wouldn't have happened. So I think it was all – everything was perfect. The lead-up, like you guys talked about last week, was not the best with the whole – it was the most ridiculous stuff that you ever watch on tv but um that match i don't remember did we watch that together i don't even remember where i watched it i'm sure we did i'm sure we watched it yeah we we had to yeah um but uh yeah that was yeah that was that crowd right i mean well i asked frank have you do you remember a crowd before that or since he brought up ecw one night stand which is great Mm-hmm. And then I mentioned the money in the bank with punk. And then I mentioned Sammy and Roman recently in yep. a different way because the time stopped like seven yeah. or 10 minutes before the match even began. So we're talking about crowd investment. Do you remember any other crowds that you can think of that were like that? Well, at, at WrestleMania, any, anywhere. I mean, yeah. I mean, not, not really, to be honest. I mean, WrestleMania wise, like I said, that we talked about earlier, the huge dome was huge. Like the noise in that, in mm-hmm. that, that was that was mm-hmm. huge, but nothing like this. No, not not nothing. No, they hung on every move Hogan did. Nothing. Yeah, I nothing. think when Brian, when Brian won the title, that crowd was pretty fucking mm. crazy, man. There Good were a one. lot of yes signs. Like those people were pretty rabid. They That's were, really but it was one. It was a different type of noise. I don't know. It's weird. Though. Yeah. If you, if you go head to head on them, I'm not saying it wasn't as just a different type of noise. No, no. Yeah, yeah for sure, for yeah. sure. Um, it's more of a chant thing. Yeah, the um, Rock Hogan thing was like palpable, it's like tension or, or something like uh energy, you know, right? And it's weird too with like the bigger stadiums sometimes, like the sound is weird, and like the, you know, Absolutely, it doesn't, yeah. I don't know, but that Brian crowd was pretty fucking nuts, Absolutely. especially as it uh like ended the, 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 the lasting visual of him, yeah, you know. So I'm sorry, I love you, Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels. It's Ric Flair's swan song. Shawn Michaels is the guy to put the, the old dog out in the backyard. Duke, I know you also love that match, and I do too, so much. I think we all do. But what do you think about that moment as far as a lasting, you know, yeah, uh, WrestleMania I mean, it's, moment? It's a masterpiece. Like, 
you know, not often do wrestlers get to go out, you know, on their own terms. Unfortunately, Ric Flair would have a match after this. <laughs> Several matches, actually. Several. But, I mean, it was... Uh, if you're going to go out, like, to have, you know, your last match at WrestleMania against arguably the best in-ring performer of all time, like, and be able to tell, like, such a beautiful story, like... Yeah. And, you know, to Sean's credit, like, you know, using his lips to, like, really enunciate those words... I'm sorry, I love you. And he puts down like his childhood hero because that's Ric Flair is who Shawn Michaels wanted to be, you know? Mm -hmm. So like just a masterpiece, just a masterpiece at storytelling. He got out an amazing match out of Flair when Flair had no business doing that at his age. For sure, definitely up there. One of the greatest moments ever. And I think we've even joked about that several times. Like, you know, the I'm sorry, I love you before we fucking kill somebody in a wrestling game or something so right. for sure up there for me yeah that was like storytelling like uh you know straight from a movie it was great yep seeing uh Rick, you know sean with the line which is you know sean gets a lot of shit for his attitude and whatnot but like if you look at the detail he puts into his stories i mean we could say he's up there with much as far as like his uh no detail. one will- I don't think anybody will ever say anything negative about Sean's in-ring work. You know, Frank might. He called uh, Nick Jackson basically the same as Shawn Michaels. I'm not picking up Frank because he ain't here, but I just think it's funny. I think I think Nick Jackson is fucking amazing. Personally, I do too. I, I do I too. I think actually. he's like really incredible. Actually, what he does, but um, but yeah, I mean, Sean, uh, you know, especially like. So you guys are bigger Shawn Michaels fans than me, for sure. But no, like, I don't know about that. Really? Where'd you have him ranked, Zern, on your all timers? He was top ten, but I don't know. I wouldn't say it's that far apart. You know, what I'm trying to say like, like, well, Shawn, like him coming back and mm-hmm. having that second run is really what made me like appreciate him more. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. um, like I think he, I mean, he's had ridiculous like think of the matches he had like after he came back like his second run like for sure triple mm-hmm. h at SummerSlam, fucking angle hogan mm-hmm. um i'm missing a lot taker twice right. you know like you can jericho like so many man you know like yeah. he had a great I'll few never, with triple h yeah yeah i'll never say i sent you guys a little thing yesterday a little video of sean being a prick in like mm-hmm. 96 or whatever you know just being Listen, man, substance abuse is a bad fucking thing, and it does, it makes people rotten, you know? So it made Sean a rotten human for a while. Hopefully he's Mm -hmm. not like that anymore, but I'll never deny his in-ring ability. No, not at all. Yeah, I think so, Zern. You had, it's a revolving door, our favorites. He was, as of, you know, five months ago, Shawn Michaels was in your top five, so he's your fourth Sean, uh, Sean and Dukes was like, I believe, eight or seven. Yeah. So if you want to be technical, you're a bigger Shawn Michaels fan. <laughs> technical, um, yeah. I mean, and, we, I, and we know John loves being technical. Yeah. I, I'm a technical yeah. guy. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> a fan of uh, Sean's like face run the first time around at all. Like, I hate after really? Brett. After Brett, I disliked it. Yeah, it was, mm-hmm. I was an IC title, you know, Saturday Night Main Event, Bulldog stuff all day long. Then when DX. he became face. 
No, no, I'm talking about when he became face. Beat Brad. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. he's he's asking you, did you like the DX, Sean? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, hands down. Yeah. Okay. He's talking about the good guy DX, him and Trips. Uh, oh, no, God, no. And Spirit oh, no, no, no. Do you remember I being so there? out on him. Oh, remember? Man. I don't know if you guys, you get there live on a roll that one time and we went there. They had the, oh, I don't even want to talk about it. But, yeah, uh, yeah, the Spirit Squad segment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm up and down on that stuff. Yeah. So, oh, he's actually man. dropped in my ratings as the years gone by. Oh, Believe it talk, 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 I try talk. to eliminate it from my mind. Talk about Some Warrior. Sean's dropped a couple spots. You can't drop that far up, but he, he's dropped a couple spots up for sure. Well, we're, we're talking about the good parts of Sean. I'm sorry I yeah. love you. I think it's an epic, epic moment. I think it was the perfect way for Flair to go out. He didn't. For sure. We'll, we'll just add. There's one one thing I have to say about that that I didn't like was Flair going into the Hall of Fame the night before. I did not like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, it made no sense. Like, he should have won in the year after that. Yeah. Like, it made uh, no sense. You're technical about the Hall of Fame, and I appreciate well, that. Well, I you agree, guys. though. <laughs> I agree. I don't think you should go in while you're still competing. Right. Like it's almost, it's almost like, you know, not that right. we didn't know, but it's like, you you're know. telling everybody me. the answer. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, exactly. fool me. Let him yep. go in next to, year. To sure. his credit, Ric Flair could have went in 1993. That's you know, true. He could have went in 1996, sure. 99. So anyway, um, so those are a few. I want to mention, I have two more. Do you guys want to throw a couple more out? We got about five, ten minutes here. I'll just throw I one wanna... more out. I'm sorry, yeah. dude. You got no, go ahead. Go ahead. I just yeah, want to throw one. one more quick one out from WrestleMania 20. Um, is when the taker came back. He was mm. gone. If you guys remember, he was gone for a while. There's no build up, like there's a build up, but he was not there. Nobody knew what he looked like. Mm-hmm. There all was right. like all the speculation. Is he gonna be uh, the biker? And um Paul Bear was gone too, and he came back and being there made it all the bad. I don't know how plays on tv so much but paul bear coming over that loudspeaker with mm. his voice yeah yep. the, the music hitting that was iconic like that was yeah. be- but i was also being there too because i've seen the match on tv and it doesn't have that same feel because they don't show everything as much yes. as like when being there but wrestlemania 20 has got a lot just because we were there we seen everything we had that feeling being there so which means everything right so yeah no you're right i think that's what it's all about is what what you connect to that was like a half a dead man, right? He had like shorter hair. It was <laughs> right. like interesting, right? Yeah. It was and still Kane, great. He was like an amalgam of, because he and, still had like the yeah. leather pants, didn't he? Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Kane he denied. Was and Kane was denying everything every week on SmackDown. He's like, no, no, he's not coming out. Yep. Like, yeah. it was just, it was just good storytelling all the way around. I thought yeah. without him even being there, Paul Barrett wasn't mm-hmm. there. Paul Barrett coming out. I mean, it was, that was definitely a moment from WrestleMania 20. Well, yeah. I had, Kane, I had many. The, that's a good one. The Kane and Undertaker story arc is among my favorites of all time. Oh, so yeah, anything sure. you do with them, and even that, and I, I do remember being there. I was all about it. Um, Duke, uh, do you have a couple more before we get out of here? Yeah, let me just run through some just just quick moments. Uh, for WrestleMania Five. that's very personal for me because I was there as a kid. Um, my godfather mm. took me for my birthday present. Shout out to Mike. He's moving to Florida after 28 mm-hmm. years in Chalfont. He's retired. Mike, I wish you the best. I love you. Go um, WrestleMania 5, Mega Powers exploding, man. Hulk mm-hmm. Hogan and Macho Man Randy Savage. That was a huge deal for me. WrestleMania 6, Hogan versus Warrior. Once again, fucking two Goliaths uh, colliding. Mike brought up a good point. Because last week we were talking about intercontinental title matches at WrestleMania, oh and John gosh. and I are boneheads, and we didn't remember this. WrestleMania six that was actually technically for technical guy for the intercontinental title. 
So this was winner take all Hogan and the warrior. If you haven't seen this, you have to must see, uh, WrestleMania eight flair and savage several moments that will get you just in, you know, Liz, uh, flair kissing Liz after the match, her slapping the shit out of them. You know, I don't want to steal them all. I just wanted to mention a few, uh, one kind of weird one, but it is memorable for me. Um, I hate to use the word unprecedented, but it was the pandemic WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. Uh, We talked about it earlier with um, Taker and AJ, but uh, just, you know, pandemic sucked. Obviously, like it changed a lot of things. Like it hurt a lot of people. People died. It was a sad time. But to their credit, the WWE tried their best to give us a fucking good WrestleMania. And there's some cool stuff on this show, Mm -hmm. you know, like Edge and Randy Orton, Cena and Bray and their little firehouse. I'm sorry, Firefly Funhouse match. Mm -hmm. Drew McIntyre winning the title, unfortunately, not, you know, in front of people. But I did want to shout that WrestleMania out because it's one I'll never forget. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, props to WWE for still trying to entertain us. Yeah. So um, and then one more. um. You know, WrestleMania 38, we talked about, obviously, Cody was the highlight of the night, but Stone Cold came back at Mm. this WrestleMania and, you know, not against the ideal opponent, in my opinion, but I mean, that was a big deal and uh, he looked pretty good. So I just wanted to mention those before we get out of here. Good stuff. Awesome. Those are great. And speaking of um, our, you know, uh, brain dead moment last week, talking about great Intercontinental title matches. I mean, you're talking about the ladder match between Sean and Razor, IC title. That slipped our minds. And then yeah. my one of my favorite matches of all time, Piper and Bret Hart at WrestleMania 8 for the Intercontinental <laughs> title. I mean, somehow. And I do want to mention the moment that <sighs> in that match when Piper's about to hit him with the bell but decides not to. I think that's technically a moment in WrestleMania so history that's worth so checking out. Is the the you know the indecision in Piper? Should I yep. do it or shouldn't I? Um, I have two more, um, and then mm. you guys can say what you want. I just had to mention it because it's divisive. It's uh, polarizing, I guess. Vince aligning with Austin at WrestleMania 17. Absolutely. Mm. Deal with the devil. The handshake. I was in on it, but am I in the minority? What do you guys think of it? I loved it, and I've I, I don't know. Everybody you talk to hates it right was even bruce pritchard said it was the wrong thing to do but yeah. i loved it i don't know i liked it at the time i liked what came afterwards him and angle everything all that stuff it was hilarious good comedy i mean <laughs> i agree man but i mean he eventually became a good guy again i don't even remember how yeah. and then um, with the alliance i think yeah after the alliance stuff but no i absolutely at that time i was all about it man you, you got to i mean he and the did. moments we're talking about are shocking. And like to see him, the visual, him shaking off Vince's hand, Austin and Vince. I sure. think so. What Austin stuns him because this is what Austin even says. I wish I called an audible and stunned Vince, sent the crowd mm-hmm. home happy. Cool. Just another night. But that was oh. like, I was saving that one for, uh, I thought Duke was going to say that. I was saving that one for Duke. I thought he was going to say that one. But uh, no, absolutely. Okay. I agree with you 100%. Okay. I have one more. I think, oh, sorry, I think too, like just, to to you know just close on that match i still think the crowd went home happy you know like there were yeah. fans still for austin after he did that you know and like 
like you mentioned, Mike, like I loved what came after. I, I think we're in the minority on that. Like all like we really two are man jokey. two man power trip. Yeah. Like and the jokey Austin shit, like him yeah. singing the Vince with Kurt <clears throat> and like the little cowboy hat. Like, yeah, that's I don't great. know. I liked all that stuff. And it led to Austin working again, which was crazy. Exactly. Like you mentioned earlier, full circle. Remember, what you said earlier, remember yeah. him and Molly Holly? <laughs> oh, do I? I don't remember that. They oh, fought. yes, you do. John, tell him, man. Remember the backstage when, segment? With Spike? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's yeah, with I Spike don't Dudley, right? Oh, I'll Google he, yeah, YouTube that, man. I'll later. have to, yeah. You yeah, ain't he hurt? Calls, yeah. I think he called. Go ahead. <laughs> he said, you ain't hurt? <laughs> you can, Your girlfriend's I wanna, I wanna, uh, Yeah, I don't want to say what he said, but back then you could say, yeah. And that, and and that, that, that led to Spike. It. Spike yeah. versus him on Raw, man. Yeah, it was awesome. Just working. Austin was working. I yeah. have to look that up. I don't remember. And that. Then, yeah, and eventually, lead man, he destroyed Lita with a chair during that run. It was. I remember Austin that. Was yeah, ruthless. Because bro. remember, like when he turned, fans were still kind of with him, mm-hmm. and they were like, "All right, what are we, we gonna do? We're gonna heat, beat right? the shit out of the Hardys and Lita. If yep. you want to get, if you want to get heat, there you go. Because they were about as yep. over as you can get. We were there for the one at Raw. It was uh them versus the Hardys. Yeah, on a roll. I don't. I'm pretty sure all three. I know I was there. So I'm Austin sure and Trips. Yeah, versus the Hardys yeah. and Lita yep. was involved. Yep, yep. It's so cool the way they, um, man, the way they would like elevate guys just by working with Austin back then. Because the Hardys, you know, after that, oh, even yeah. better, oh even God. bigger. And the segue on is amazing. We didn't even do that on purpose. But my final one I wanted to mention is one of the most iconic visuals from every rest, like every WrestleMania video: Edge soaring and spearing mm. Jeff Hardy out of the air. It's a yep. moment in their ladder match. Is it WrestleMania 2000 or is it WrestleMania 17? I think it's 17, right? With the spear. 2000. But they were back so to back. That was 17. That was 17. Because 17 is a good WrestleMania. It's a great WrestleMania. Yeah. Um. So, you know, if anyone, I'm sure anyone listening has seen this where, you know, Edge is basically propped up on a ladder. Jeff Hardy's dangling from the uh, thing yep. that holds the the belts, the title belts, and uh, he's swinging, and Edge hits him with a spear in midair. And, of course, nowadays, I'm sure spots have been done that are a lot more, like, epic and dangerous. But at the time, we all went nuts. But that, that is so – that's perfect, though, dude. Like, it's perfectly done. Like, it's they graceful. really – yeah, it is. It's It's – I can't say – anything besides perfect it's it's the perfect shot right there yeah for sure so we'd love for anyone in the comments to leave more wrestlemania moments because there's probably another hundred that we didn't you know really get to um you can even mention some that were disappointing or that are uh infamous or there's so many that we missed Mm -hmm. like for sure i think it's going to depend on like when you started watching wrestling and stuff like that, like there's for sure some that we missed, like that is on somebody's list that we didn't cover, you know, um, especially but, modern times. I'm sure. Yeah. You for know, sure. more, more modern yeah. WrestleManias that we did not cover or do justice, but, um, you know, maybe Definitely you're a fan real of... quick though. I want to mention yes. one more because it's similar sure. to the Brian thing, you know, Batista wins the Royal rumble. He's going to go on the WrestleMania. He's going to fight for the title. The wrong guy won. It was totally because the fans got behind Brian that he went on to, you know, Mm -hmm. fight Triple H and then win the title. And speaking of fans getting behind somebody, 
we we have to mention Kofi Mania mm. because that is something <laughs> that is 100% for mm. the fans and you know the WWE doesn't always give the fans what they want and uh, I thought that was a cool little thing that they gave the fans that were like fucking drooling for this guy to win the WWE title it didn't end good for Kofi but at WrestleMania 35 Kofi Mania running wild and good for Daniel Bryan. I'm sure he probably had something to do with that to give Kofi yeah. his first WWE title. Brian Danielson said that is his favorite moment of his career. Wow. His career is letting that, Kofi beat him. You know what, man? That says a lot about that guy. Yep, absolutely. It says a lot about yeah. him. And uh, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm not for that. Give the fans what they want stuff all the time. Yeah. But that was a moment where it was like, I get it. I just hate the uh, out of nowhere where were they on the first 10 years of Kofi's run? These fans, you know, it's just yeah, like, but we're... agreed, but like, it wasn't the main event. You know what I mean? Like it was like, it might've been the first match or something. And I don't know. It was early. might've been opening it was early show. in the card. Yeah. But, no, but um, I don't want to, I don't want to like, I don't want to be a downer on the moment. It yeah, wasn't no, big no, moment. No. no, I hear you. Like we talk about that all the time, you know, like the participation, participation trophies i cannot mm. say this word today <laughs> ladies and gentlemen participation you're right i mean it's a kofi mania ran wild it was huge and uh it was Zern, you it gotta was... give us one more you got one more that you do, got... just to, just to say something real quick about that um mm -hmm. that would have never happened if mustafa ali doesn't get hurt before the chamber because kofi takes ali's place in real life because ali is really hurt and that's mm. what propelled everything. So thank Mustafa Ali for all that. Mustafa yeah, Ali sure. was supposed to get a it's world title shot. His greatest accomplishment is getting yeah, I'm hurt. Sure he, I'm sure he yeah. loves it. Yeah, he was supposed to get a world title Poor shot, fella. which made no sense to me at all. But uh, two that had actually used the word perfect. Remember WrestleMania 9 in the backstage there? Perfect and Sean. Braun? Oh, yeah. The brawl. After the match. Yeah. After I the love match. That. That's a moment for me because I was like, I thought that was going to be something that never It's a dream match. Like, yeah, it never yeah, became it didn't, man. It didn't. They did. Well, they had a nice count out too. match. Remember yeah. the yeah. SummerSlam yeah. count out? Um, yeah, it was really bad. So, yeah, that and Piper's Pit at WrestleMania 5 are my last two that I had on my list. Mm. I did, I did have Danny Kofi. Jr. Yeah, Piper. Yeah. I'm a Piper Mark, but that was that was great. All that, brother love. That was that was good. And I had Kofi on my list too as a bad one, but that's a bad one. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Wait, moment. He started it it's... with. Uh... Gorillas it's a moment final, though um yeah. appearance and he ends it with bad kofi was a bad one <laughs> the, the beacon of light zern is coming in you know you know what's funny real quick uh on the morton downey thing it's like people probably yeah. don't realize i guess he was such a big deal like huge you know i, I guess in scope now like uh like yeah a, i don't like even know what you would something. equate him to now maybe he like is... a howard stern joe rogan -ish. he he was on Channel 17, and he owned them airways, man. He had that 10 o'clock spot. He, I mean, he owned them. So, yeah, it would be Howard. Kind of like Jerry Springer. And with Howard Stern. He was Stern, more serious, I mean, though. Yeah. But, yeah. Like, anyway, it was a big deal on Piper, Piper's Huge. pit. The smoke. Don't blow no more smoke in my yeah. face. <laughs> it, I'll Fire never forget that for sure. Yeah. So many, so many more. Anyone that has uh, some more WrestleMania moments, leave them in the comments. We're on the roads to WrestleMania um it's coming we're almost there we've been building um now this is month what are we at now duke i think we're at uh about eight months of this podcast seven months we've been going at it 
and episode 42 that math checks out we, okay since we talked august, about since august yeah yeah so about seven eight months we talked about it very early on that kofi will win the royal rumble you say come in at number 27 did you, you say kofi there. Oh, he did. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> See, Kofi Mania has infiltrated All my right. brain. Let's run Kofi it back. Kofi Kingston will challenge for the <laughs> Cody will win. WWE Universe. Cody will win the Rumble. Cody will win the Rumble. Cody will go to I was off with my number, though, and that bums me out. You were so close. I was off. And Cody two. will win the Rumble, win the title at Mania, and he will bring back the winged eagle title. We spoke it into existence. We're manifesting Let me ask it. you guys something. And I don't know. Ago. I don't know why. It's probably just because of his track record. And it doesn't make any sense because Cody's super over. Like the fans are with him. They're presenting him as like a big deal. But what if Paulie went with Cody? I talked, I texted that to you, John. Remember I said that's a little bit of a, um, oh yeah, you, you thought that. it was a baby face. I said, I see a little bit of a heelish. And then especially when he wasn't coming back after uh, helping out, uh, KO and and Sammy that one time, yeah. And he well. said, "If I don't need to do that whole thing, but um, I seen a little something, and they probably just did that to mess with us because that ain't happening. Let's be honest. I don't think yeah, him I as a heel, they will. Him as a heel is nothing. Him as a face yeah. is everything, right? Yeah. So, dude, on mm. Raw tonight, they were like, um, Cody Rhodes this week on SmackDown for the first time in six years. Like they're really, like exactly. they're presenting him as like the dude. Like right. yeah." He's the, Which is the, awesome. the face of the and, company. Like, the fans are with them too. Yeah. So yeah. So there's no chance. Yeah, anyone who happening. says they're anyone who says the fans aren't with them isn't watching because uh, the fans are with Kofi Cody. She's almost did it again. <laughs> I don't even like Kofi Kingston. Damn. Uh, so this has been fun. This has been a change Absolutely. of pace. This has been uh, the East East connection. East 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 connection. East. What would it be? The Triad. Eastern Triad. What would our? We're the we're the Jersey Triad. Nah, but we're Philly boys. Now we're going to take the Jersey Triad name. All right, fine. And I'm DDP. You're, I'm Bam Bam. You're <laughs> going to be Bam Bam. You're Can. And you're, you're Candido. Can. I'll take it. Yeah. I'll no, take it's Canyon. It's Canyon. Oh, right. Yeah, I'm thinking triple threat over here. Yeah, Good yeah. grief. Yeah. Cody no, it... Kingston. <laughs> <laughs> this is Cody. Well, yo, why haven't we done Cody Mania yet? They haven't marketed that. We're on the roads to WrestleMania. Next week, we're going to preview it. It's going to be, you know, all about mania as we get uh, closer and closer for Zern standing in for Frank out Thanks on the side. Roadman Zern. Thanks, Thanks for, for Roadman Zern. Thanks to Duke, as always. This has been fun. Do you want to hit the line on the way out next week? Well, Same no sold time. <laughs> Same no sold channel. But our boy Ed gotta do this for Ed. That's the bottom line, because no soul said so.